Perez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Hello, and welcome to a Burkamp Wonderland, an Arsenal podcast. It's a voice you may have not heard for a while, or if even if you're new to us, never heard in the space of maybe three or four months. It's been a while. It is Britain's at most second most hated ginger. Um, I can't take my crown anymore. Somehow, some other person has taken it. Um, if you live under a rock and not sure who it is, just look at Piers Morgan's timeline. That'll give you enough. Um, I'm back and uh, I've got a couple of people to introduce. Um, first, it's um, P.I. Sweetman uh, to my left. Uh, yeah, he's sporting a, a good moustache and I think he's never left... Never left the job. He always moans about the force now. And that is Danny. Danny, how are you? Uh, it's, uh, I remember when you grew a moustache and the, 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 the jealousy was, was you could taste it in the, in the halls of, of ABW. And sometimes it was, it was quite, quite discriminative and I didn't like it. I went along with it just so I didn't feel left out. And now I'm getting that hatred myself, even for my own offspring. And it's, it's, to be frank, it's sickening people's un, uh, inability to embrace the moustache but it's uh yeah i'm good i've got uh doritos have brought out two new flavors um both feet pizza blazed so i've got one bag of each here and i am uh, i'm looking at them and, and dribbling into my my lap just a thought of um, extra cheesy doritos oh. and how are you um i'm good um i'm not sure what football is really because i've not really any of us? Could not be been yeah not really been for a while i think you, to... you got some heat on the show recently didn't you because you call yourself a bloody brighton fan and you've got a brighton season ticket holder so you are a Brighton season ticket holder mm. and you couldn't be bothered to even go to brighton v arsenal mm? i was busy i was busy i blame well you weren't uh, celebrating bloody christmas were you i was not celebrating christmas celebrating new year's eve that's a very different event um, but yes, I was elsewhere and I'd sold my ticket to probably another Arsenal home fan because <laughs> from what I heard, the home end was listed with us of Arsenal fans um, getting kicked out after uh, Saka's goal. But yeah, uh, I'm sure I can give a rundown, but it won't be from pitch side. Um, but don't worry, I'll be there calling Mo Salah a cunt on Saturday. Oh, at least you've left oh. it outside the original the 30 seconds that YouTube might demonetize us of the whole about 50p we'll get for this show. Well, um, people, if you know you're outside of the UK, uh, you're within the Brexit arena, you can uh, <laughs> you can always donate some money to us so YouTube doesn't doesn't defund us or demonetize us because I use the C word for Mo Salah. Um, anyway. I think we've rambled on three and a half minutes yet without I haven't introduced the third person here who looks very lonely at the bottom. Um, Nick, how are you? All right, Josh. So what were you doing New Year's that you couldn't be bothered to go to football then? I was 50 miles away from the grounds in Portsmouth um, going out for dinner. 
uh, and in I couldn't Portsmouth. get. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't get. I couldn't be at the game and then get to Portsmouth for my dinner reservation in time, so I just didn't go, and I sold my ticket to someone else. Uh, but I always find it's weird being in the home end for an Arsenal away game. It just doesn't sit right with me. Um, I've done it five times now, and yeah, it's always weird. The worst one was Blackpool, mainly because I was in Blackpool. But um, did you go sorry to, to meet um, Charlie Patino? I didn't. Charlie Patino, I think, was still an embryo. Oh. Um, yeah, that was about four years ago. I did see Joe Willock score twice, though, when he was wearing the '69 shirt, um, oh, which is saucy. I know, right? Um, but yeah, what are we? Um, oh, I should say hello to the chat box as well. I've completely forgotten how to do this. Um, yeah, I've not even been on Highbury, Scott. I'm well out of my. Uh, they want us back. Well, out of my comfort zone. They do want us at back. Um, if Chris so gets f- over his Ebola, then oh yes, sorry. We should we should talk about the elephant in the room, um, or say a very very small elephant uh, borrower in the corner. We call him. Um, Chris has unfortunately got um, everything. I think it's Premier League itis. Um, yeah. He currently has got a virus where specifically he can't talk about Premier League or Arsenal Football Club. Um, he is luckily well enough to muddle through a French football podcast. Uh, that's fine. All two of their listeners are probably over it. You're lucky you uh, won't hear this. Oh, yeah, that's that's fine. Uh, it's like everything you said about me last week. Um, I haven't heard it either. Uh, I think that's all no. we do. Is we just say rude things about each other and no one hears <laughs> it. Um, but I see we've got Jim Eves. He was the first one in there. I don't know Jim. Um, hello, Jim. I'm Josh. Um, we've got someone called Nick Wilson, don't know who that is. Um, Avon, evening Avon. Um, I will give you a rundown of the Brighton game. I wasn't there. Um, it was very cold and windy and wet in Brighton, though. I can tell you that, like it always is. Uh, Stefan is there. He says hello. Hello, Stefan. Um, Granite Shack is a cunt. That's for Stefan particularly. I will get this demonetized. Uh, coming back with a bang. Uh, Rich is there. Cactus Cash. I think he's just back from training. Uh, Paul yes. Nell is there as well. Hello, Paul. I've missed you from the hybrid squad as well. I think he is a squaddy. Um, I think as is a couple of people in the chat box. And someone called Stream Elements. Don't know who they are. Um, yeah. Uh, how do we start? What do we start? What are we talking about, Danny? You had a running order of three things. Um, one of them I've forgotten already. Do we go as far back as Newcastle or are we going even further back? Oh, I think Newcastle, Oxford transfers, and then maybe talk about, I'm going to try and get some pictures of the, of the stadium and see what it's. Uh... Oh, uh, uh, sorry, oh. Paul. And it's it the font now. we've got. Yeah, we've got the Don't font. Don't start missing with us now. Yeah, I see you there with your capital I in the middle of your left, middle of your uh, surname. So I don't know that's that. what he's done. I don't know. Um, Oh, Thunder Road is there. Hello, Thunder. How are you? Give you a wave. Uh, yeah, you can give us uh, give us a thumbs up. I think that's how YouTube still works. Um, you can subscribe if this is the first time you've ever landed here. Um, do give us a subscribe. You could hit the bell notification. Um, it's really useful when Danny says we're going to do a podcast at 8 o'clock and then we don't start to 8.15. Um, yep. It's really great for that. Letting you know what could go on. Uh, Mr. Waffles is there. Cactus Cash is telling us about Southampton um boo southampton because portsmouth um yeah I, i'm losing my trailer thought danny good cool um newcastle we're going to yes. talk about newcastle 
Excellent. Um, Nick, I don't think there's much to talk about Newcastle in terms of um, quality football that was on show from uh, the visiting team. But should we talk about the two penalty uh, incidences? Indecency. The two penalty shouts. Uh, yep. What did you think of the... Uh, the first cup, the first one there. Uh, so the first one was the um, shirt pull on Gabrielle by um, Dan Byrne, six foot seven. You know, um, yeah. What did you think about that? Well, as shirt pulls go, that was pretty blatant. I mean, he pulled he near enough pulled the whole shirt off. It kind of reminded me. Do you ever see that Happy Gilmore? He walked up to the guy and pulled his shirt off over the top and just punched him out. That kind of reminded me of that. It was just, it was just so blatant and obvious. And I just can't understand why VAR didn't even look at it or didn't get involved because, I mean, I've always said for years, I'll always give the referee the benefit of the doubt, even though most of them are cheating twats. But they can't see everything on the pitch at all times. So that's what VAR is there for, for what they don't see. And, you know, they also didn't, they don't tell us that you can hear, you know, that they're talking to everyone. Even the commentators can hear what VAR are saying to each other, you know, the refs and VAR, but we're not allowed to hear what they say. Why is that, Josh? Why are we not allowed to hear? Uh, well, you know what they're going to be doing is halfway through, you'll get Mike Dean's Domino's order. Um, and- that's, that's not what we want to hear. Uh, I'm sure he gets a Hawaiian, but with no ham, just a pineapple pizza. That's what I imagine he gets. And you get um, your eye any advertising ninja classes. Breaking oh, that be what it is. still got the access codes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, who's, yeah. who, which ex-referee is going to be running mini cabs? It's going to be... Uh, um... Oh, Mark Halsey? No, who's that, 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 that one that everybody hated? He went on talk sport for a while. Hack it. I don't know. No, I not, not know. that. It was an arsehole. Can't remember his name. Dark yeah, I mean, that, that narrows it down. Yeah. That, 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 that <laughs> narrows it down. Sorry, we're looking for the arsehole referee. Oh, is it Jeff Winter? Oh, Jeff Winter. Yeah, he was a referee. Uh, possibly. Yeah, I found to. the artwork for the um, that they're apparently doing, or I found some of it. Oh, yeah. There's the um, one where all of our... 13 faces of ABW are on the side, right? That's one of them. That was, um, that's one of the best. I think that's the best one. I should, we should talk um, about these later when I go and find more. Okay. I'm not sure if I'm well, going to get mugged off and put one up that isn't actually part of the stadium, but I'll carry on. I think if any of them have got the number 69 in them or a ping, yeah. they're not going up on the side of the stadium. Um, that we should rule out a few of them. I think if there's any of a naked Sol Campbell, that is also not going up on the side of the stadium. However... There is one side they've not revealed yet. It is a mystery. And it could be Sol Campbell finally being recognised, as probably rightly so. He went on a bit of a rant about how he's not been recognised in um, in any honours lists, shall we say. Um, but that is a hell, of a, a hell of a move from Dan Burns' penalty shout um, to Sol Campbell getting irate. Um, but yeah. I think, yeah, for me, Nick, I kind of agree that that one to me, I, if the referee gives it, it's not overturned by VAR. And yeah. I'm sure when we get to the second, talk about the second one, the handball, um, 
what did you reckon to that one as well, Nick? Because I don't think that's a penalty. Which is no, I, controversial. No, I don't think it was, and it shouldn't be a penalty. But over the last what five years since they've just completely messed up the handball rule with loads of different interpretations and laws and shirt lengths and stuff like that, we've seen a lot less than that given as handball. I mean, I remember one when it really kicked off, that was a Spurs player, so I thought it was still funny, where it hit him on the back of the arm after he jumped up for a header from like two feet. And you're like, nah. And that was just that spell when, remember at the start of the season where they, they're they going to clamp down or start on something and they were given a penalty for every, you know, every bit of contact with the arm given for about two months, then they stop. But that, but that shouldn't be, a handball at all because it was just too close to him. You can't, he couldn't get out of the way. I mean, that's what it always used to be. We used to say it's either handball or ball to hand. Why would it be ball to hand? Because it's not deliberate and it was too close to him. That's the only thing we need, you know, the only thing with handballs, everyone understood if it's too close, you know, and he couldn't move his arm out of the way. It's not handball, but now who knows half the time. Yeah, now it's about shadows and various was it silhouettes of men. Um, it's it's all very very odd in terms and, of and and the length of the handle. sleeve. The length of the sleeve is apparently very oh. important. So oh, I'm that's... expecting you know <laughs> to get some carpenter shirtless shirts for next season, oh, so then we can be... never get given a penalty against us. That'll be very Cameroon ninety. What was it ninety four for their shirt? Their uh, sleeveless kits. Oh, and they they, had, they they look like wife beaters t-shirts yes. sleeves. Yeah, those ones. Great days. Uh, it was a lovely days where shirts were mental. Anyway, yeah, uh, I think again it's the other one that if VAR VAR wouldn't intervene on that one, but again if the ref gives it, VAR goes. I'm not going to step in. Um, personally, I think we need to have a look at that line of you know it's. VAR's only stepping in if there's a clear and obvious error. I think sometimes it's just a case of, you know what? We don't think it's a clear or obvious error, but take a look at it. Get a second yeah, angle. But can you remember the penalty the ref actually gave incorrectly the West Ham one, where the mm. bloke, it was quite close to him, where he sort of waved his arm up and then that smacked him square in the face and he gave a penalty. Mm. And it was just before half time. And that's right. That's what v- VIR is there for, clear and obvious mm. errors. He thought that hit him in the arm or the hand and it yeah. hit him in the face. I mean, arms and faces do look quite similar. You know, I have to, you know, let the referee, give the referee the benefit <laughs> of the doubt of that. But I'm just, I don't know if you do, I'm just surprised that Newcastle actually played like that. I thought they, mm. over the last couple of years, you know, and where they are in the league, they've actually been playing some decent football. I would, I mean, I thought we were going to draw, but I thought that was going to be an entertaining, like a two-two, both teams going out. I'm just so surprised they turned up like a Sam Allardyce Newcastle team. I mean, I'll let Danny answer that before I go and say I saw them at Brighton and they played exactly the same way. Um, oh, I didn't know yeah. if how they played where, um, mm. uh, anywhere else because I just assumed, like Nick, that they've got some decent players, they've got a decent manager. Bournemouth played half decent football a lot of the time. He's been lauded as the the next England manager with a 
I don't think he's going to be because he's not boring enough. But they're going after seeing that game, and I, I felt actually quite disappointed because I remember him back to the days in the uh, the Kevin Keegan I love it days. Uh, I had visions of uh, that team was magnificent with Espria and Batty and Speed and uh, and uh, Andy Cole, Janella. and Shearer and all that lot. And, uh, and I remember thinking, oh, it's going to be just like that. They're, they're the Newcastle are back, but they're not. They're thugs. It's like that. This podcast is called. He checks his, his notes on what the past. Is called. Oh, it's called uh, Newcastle United. Dot dot dot. The new Stoke City. And I'm I feel, Newcastle. I feel you've let me down. You've let yourselves down. You've let the nation down. And you, worst of all, you've let Sir Bobby Robson down. Just didn't have one shot yeah. the whole game as well. I mean, yes, and it was similar to exactly the same performance that they put in at the Amex, where they basically came in. And when this team plays football, we can't play football. I'm Eddie Howe. I don't know how to play football. And if I know, try and play football against a good side, I get fucking battered. See, Bournemouth, um, of when they tried to stay in the Premier League, played quite good football, got absolutely ruined. And uh, everyone was like, oh, Eddie Howe can't keep a clean sheet. So I think what we're kind of seeing now is this is a team that will more or less defend for 90 minutes, try and catch something on the break. And you can see that with their uh, results, to be honest. If you look at the table, I know they're on 18, yeah, played 18 games, third in the league, but there's a hell of a lot of draws in there. They've drawn eight and they've only won nine games all season. And that kind of tells you exactly what this team's about. Um, They're not good enough to win games. I think that's probably the thing that they're missing and why you know, next season we'll probably have to fear them more for a top four side if they can strengthen accordingly and control how they're doing in Europe. But otherwise, it's a team that I don't necessarily fear right now with Eddie Howe at the, at the helm. There's other teams that um, we've played recently that I would fear a lot more than that Newcastle side. The main issue, and it's kind of shown up in our last couple of games, is we miss or we're lacking another player who knows how to open the door of a defence, of a very stubborn defence. And I'm sure we'll talk about that for um, when we come to the transfers. But I think we could segue quite... Okay. As a Newcastle fan, would either of you be happy? Uh going, well, this is what we need to do to make a way up there rather than going and buying loads of creative players and and going the, the taking the, the Man City route where a decent half decent manager maybe wins loads of players and then maybe wins something and then loads of players. But they're doing it the board. Is it fair to say they're doing it the George Graham way? Defensive I mean, football to steady the ship? It's definitely different to Man City because they started with Mark Hughes as their manager. Uh, mm, but then they did appears. move into... Yeah, and then moved into Mancini, I think it was after that. So I think there's definitely Eddie Howell, I don't think will be the manager that takes them to great things, but he'll get them, he'll lead them towards it. He won't be the one that makes them drink almost to muddle some analogies and metaphors. Uh, Danny, you have the most alluring sneeze face. I, was I forgot trans- to mute myself and I'm I warming trans- my hands. Fixed by it. Um, and I'm sure everybody else was. Uh, oh, uh, Rich just mentioned that Sven. I forgot Sven was there. Uh, and also, is course. that one with the Pellegrini? Pellegrino, the one who makes all those Pellegrini. Of fruity drink. 
Uh, no, Pellegrino was at uh, Southampton. Pellegrini was the one that won the league. Same thing. Yeah. Didn't uh, he, was wasn't he in Coronation Park. Street as well? Oh, I can't say. I don't don't look at don't watch Northern dramas. No. Um, Bad enough having to play a Northern ones. drama. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think Newcastle. They'll be interesting ones to watch, but it's not one that I fear, especially as we're pushing for the title. Um, it's a it's a Chelsea problem, I think. Newcastle, right? They now. got the right hump on Twitter, didn't they? Because Carl did a uh, a naughty tweet, including the video of Dan Byrne pulling down Gabriel. We got one hundred eighty nine thousand interactions with that impressions or whatever it was on Twitter. So immediately Twitter shut our account and made us say ten Hail Marys, and mm. uh, and then we'll walk on broken glass. But uh, Carl was saying that they weren't happy. The they were fans. not happy with how we kind of described it. Um, I remember speaking to Newcastle fans on the way to the Brighton game and they were like, Bruno Guimaraes is the best player you've ever seen. Um, I think in that game he was average. Um, he was all right against Arsenal, I thought. But generally, a lot of... Um, yeah, they're in that kind of difficult transition. I think they're doing it in the right way, but it's more of a 10 year plan rather than a two or three year plan that you see with, uh, I think you saw with Man City or Chelsea after their big money takeovers. They're roughly trying to go about it the right way. Um, although we should say Chelsea just had a new takeover. I, I wasn't talking about that one, uh, but also that one probably, probably goes the same way in terms of a club that's um, going a little bit mental. Maybe we'll talk about that. Maybe Chelsea. it's one for the questions. Yeah, hilarious. They've, they've gone full Man United. Oh, there's a, there's a world class player. We'll have him on loan. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll talk about them later. Yeah, maybe we will. Uh, should we talk about Oxford United, or unless there's something in between? Did I miss another no. game? We didn't play since then. It's confusing when we play on a Monday and then don't have played. I still don't before. know what day of the week it is because of Christmas. Yeah, uh, the the four day week last week has thrown me out. Um, I was convinced it was Wednesday yesterday and Thursday today. Other than that, so I'm really annoyed how late the podcast started. It was over 24 hours after um, agreed. But yeah, uh, Oxford United last night. What a what an interesting game. Um, Danny, I have a question for you. Yes. Why, when Premier League clubs play lower league sides, they think the best route to breaking them down is to spam a load of crosses in like they're... I don't know, Hartlepool United, where mm. they've got a big target man. And yeah, lower league central defenders, they don't know how to defend balls into the box. They don't do that week in, week out. What is that? Well, yeah, you've got a good point there because the whole point of um, when lower down the league, further down the leagues you go, the less quality. I mean, I'm a Barnet fan and a Peterborough fan, but the lower the quality is, it tends to be more hoofball the further down you go, more Barnet, I mean, more Burnley, Stoke, um, those kind of teams where it's not the greatest football to watch. So when we go there, we should mesmerise them with tricky, silky skills where they go, oh, what is this witchcraft? But, <laughs> but we didn't. I've not rewatched the game because I've still I've got every single game this season apart from the Brighton League Cup one. I've downloaded them and got them on my computer in HD. Now that boys and girls is special. Uh, you know so what I, I would say is also quite special as well is apparently that Brighton League Cup game is the only game this season where Sambi Lukonga has played well. There's no proof of it though because I couldn't find it. Exactly. I've got the highlights of it. Suspicious. Nick, why haven't you got your at in the? Uh, in your name, if Chris sees that, he demanded that we put all of our acts in there. 
You're a bad man. Look at well, if he's got a problem, him. he can come and tell me. <laughs> he can get the bus up to Norwich and come and yeah. have a bang on your door. And, sh- and <laughs> shout at your, sh- your shins how angry he, can, he is. And he can bring a little box stool with him and he can stand on it and shout for your letterbox. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, since you've gone back to the North Pole yet, get lost. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, so it's um, it was strange to see because I thought the first half hour it would be just uh, humouring them as they're like a load of kids jacked up on sugar going, we're playing a Premier League team. We're playing on TV for maybe the first and last time in their careers ever because they have gone from the conference to um, League Two to League One with that manager. So a lot of these players are um, not the greatest players that Oxford have ever had. I mean, they know John Aldridge, Ray Houghton or Peter Rhodes-Brown who look at him in his Panini thing. My God, that was a moustache to be proud of. And... <laughs> So it was their moment in the sun and they, they were meant to bask in it and I thought that we'd give them half an hour until they run themselves out, get tired, and then it'd be bing, bang, bong, 8-0. It wasn't that way at all. They played really well. They watered the pitch. They were up for a game of football. In fact, they did everything the opposite to what Newcastle did. They may have, I think it was you, Josh, or someone in the group said they only really had one way of playing football, mm-hmm. um, but, but that's, all, that's all they had. But when you're playing against a team like Arsenal with surprising uh, number of first team players unnecessarily played, which is a huge risk as we saw Saka go down injured later later in the game, but he's okay. But I was I was surprised that it took so long to break them down. It was a horrendous first half. Yeah, uh it, it was pretty pretty awful. Um I think I'd lost count of the number of times I shouted at Kieran Tierney to go, what the fuck are you doing? This isn't Scotland, um, despite the weather. Uh, Nick, second half came around and pretty early on, we made a couple of changes and Chenko and Xhaka came on. Uh, how did you feel they changed the game? Well, I think we just had a little bit more fight and control in the midfield with Xhaka and Zinkrenko. We just I think a bit more energy going up and down the flanks I mean to be honest that was a long time ago like three days ago I've forgotten half of it I remember seeing the goals that's about it really because like the first first half nothing really happened anything I remember which I thought was quite funny was the people standing on top of the van looking over the side so they could watch the game for nothing that was pretty good well if that happens again let me know I'll bring down the minibus (laughs) obviously I won't be getting on the roof because I'll go through but uh, yeah, I've got the Sharan. We can all sit on there. We can have a sing song, bring a barbecue. Oh, it'd be great days. But that was that was that was different. Apparently, they then they are gonna if they have the money, they are gonna fill in that third part of the stadium. I think that's very generous of well, them. I mean, it was very nice to get someone on. Yeah, someone to park their van so uh, politely behind the goal that a couple of people could stand on top of it and really brought the spirit of the FA Cup along. Um, but yeah, I d- did enjoy seeing Shaker coming on. We should probably talk about the goals as well. Um, Danny, talk us through the first one. Uh, uh, who's, who scored the first goal? I've actually got the tab It open. was the um, the worst oh. goal he's ever scored for Arsenal. Wait for it, people. He's coming. Wait for it. Wait for it. There he is. Our oh, beautiful Egyptian oh. legend. And uh, he's the second most famous uh, Egyptian Arsenal fan. Uh, the first one is in the chat in a moment. It was wonderful. Uh, not only does he never really score goals, I don't think he's ever knowingly headed the ball in the opposition half of the pitch, let alone like that. But that was a 
perfect corner from the, uh, before the um when we were doing the post game show um oh what's his name Mike from the Gooners pod, his his mate who who came on, Aston. There you go. Aston said, "Well, I know the change was as soon as um, Lakonga went off, Jacka came on, and then Jacka went off. You go, my pretties, fly, be beautiful." And then they went. Uh, Vieira said, "Oh, here we go. I don't have to cover this idiot plane behind me. I can just open my wings and fly and be and be wonderful and do some magic." And that corner that he took was it wasn't Vieira that took the corner, wasn't it? It's a stunning oh, it's corner. Kick. Yeah. Was it a free kick? Yeah, it was a free kick. Oh, okay. Well, free kick. That's how corner. it was an even better corner, because he managed to play it out from about 30 yards out. Well, he whipped it in, uh, which is the kind of thing that he was doing at Porto last season. He had the most assists in in the Liga Noz. Well, actually, something someone told me it's not no longer called the Liga Noz. That's the only bit of Portuguese knowledge I ever had, and now it seems to be defunct. And he whipped it in, and I think I was thinking, well, he's been doing this all game with corners, and it's not really nothing much has come of it. And then, there's no sooner had that thought left my brain than on Eddie had gone wallop, Edda straight in, and then you think, oh, here we go, this could look interesting. And then, and then it turned out that Vieira had a, had a magnificent game, and so did a uh, did Eddie. So that was the first goal, wasn't it? It was. And Nick, second goal, Eddie getting off uh, off the mark was his what, third goal in four games. Um, four. The second one. Four That's and the five. second one, isn't it? Is it? Oh, yeah, the was, second one would have yeah. been. Yes. Second one. So it's three I and jumped four. ahead. Yeah, come on, Danny. Come on. I, you know, just because I've been away, you think, I'm, yeah. you think I'm a little bit rusty. But no, I've still, got, I've still got at least a couple of brain cells firing. Um, yeah, Nick, talk about the first, first Eddie goal. I can only remember the second Eddie goal. I'm so professional. Although they're both fairly similar. It was one of them a header or something. I the second one when he went round the keeper. Yeah, I remember that one, but I can't that was remember. The second. The, I can't remember the. He went round. No, that was our second, his first. Was no, it? Yeah. Was it? <laughs> uh, no, Martinelli played the assist for the second goal. The other one was assisted by Vieira. Hmm. Oh. Um, but he did go through on the keeper. That's what I remember from it. Uh, so it's another Fabio Vieira assist. Um, but yeah, he could have done um, any of that against Newcastle if he'd have been given the chance. I mean, if yeah, um, we definitely lacked. We could probably talk back about substitutions. Uh, maybe Vieira was an option, but the question is, who of our um, three behind Eddie would you have taken off? Um, I'm not going to turn on Martinelli. I think everybody knows how much I love him uh, and how great a player I think he is. But he looks like he's had too much football at the moment. He looks jaded and lost of ideas. Mm. You can see why. Um, you can see why we're after a player like Modric, um, someone who can come out for Marty, give him a bit of a rest, let him go back into. Um, yeah, give the time out that I think he needs just to come back in. And I think also we've brought in a new coach as well, haven't we? So you we could probably talk about that. Um, Who's brought in a new later. coach? We've got a new coach. Oh, God, details. Um, we brought in a one-on-one coach. Um, it's the guy from Hashtag Is it Anton United. Debeck? It is not Anton Debeck. That would um, be lovely. Um, it has been a... Yeah, it's a guy from hashtag united he is apparently occasionally a stand-in for lionel messi for adverts 
um not from the face department more of they show you know below the what below the what waist hashtag united i've heard of it but i don't know what it is they are a um they are a football club that started as kind of like a vlog uh hey we're non-league just a bunch of mates uh, and then kind of grew into a proper a proper amateur club especially oh. say proper amateur that seems like a oxymoron but yeah they're, they're a big deal danny for the utes Ah, uh, the Utes. Are they all drinking that prime drink and getting off their tits on nitrous dioxide? Dioxide? Nitrogen. I think it would be nitrous oxide, wouldn't it? Oh, I don't know. That's what, that's the Use nitrous that's dioxide. The... Get rid of the little shits. <laughs> Carbon monoxide cylinders. Two whole litres for a pound. That will sort uh, out the problem with the Utes. I mean, yeah, you've got to go to the Emirates for your, for your prime drinks. Um, I, Do they I have know. it there? Yeah, we're sponsored by Prime. Fuck's sake, Danny. Oh, fuck me. I go away for two months, three months. <laughs> Six months. Yeah. All year. You haven't been on all year. <laughs> I, I, I haven't I, been on all year. I take absolutely no notice of any Arsenal news. I very rarely tweet about Arsenal. The only things I tweet about are things that annoy me. And at the moment, Arsenal isn't one of them. So I have shunned anything that is Arsenal-based. And that's why I regularly have no fucking idea. But it's good. So you're saying that they've hired this one-on-one coach. He does messy stuff. So that means he's, he's uh, he raison d'etre, as Anton would say, is uh, tricky skills, silky yes. skills. Yeah, he knows how to go past a man, and I think that's the thing that Martinelli's lacking at the moment is he's he's lost that ability to really go past a man other than with straight line speed. Um, we used to remember, you know, Marty would uh, have a bit of the uh, Joga Bonita about him, uh, which we kind of he's kind of lost. Uh, but Nick, you remember the you remember the third Eddie goal? So we could talk about that. Yeah, I mean it was taken well. I'm pretty sure that was um, was it Matt. What was it, it Martinelli who played the ball? Yeah. And yeah. I remember looking at that and thinking, oh, he's took that well. Well done. Because obviously his confidence was up because he scored the third, the, the one before that. And I, I'm still not sure what this whole phone thing hanging on the corner flag is celebrations about. I'm, I don't know. I remember Omri done a was up thing about 20 years ago. I don't think it's that. But <laughs> Isn't that how. <laughs> Gabriel um, Jesus um, celebrates, isn't he? Like ringing, ringing him up, seeing how he is. They both do it. I don't know. Brazilians uh, or not. Was, yeah, Eddie had done it beforehand, and I'm sure it's about answering the call for goals. Yeah, I think he did that a couple of years ago. But yeah, but Danny, Brazilians are not allowed to celebrate anymore. Remember, they were told off for that in the World Cup. Well, I see another yeah. thing that annoys me. Why? Why is he doing this? People, phones aren't like that anymore. It should be like this, holding that up, going hello. Hello, can you hear me? Hello, I've got three bars. Can you can you hear? Isn't it, isn't it now this? It's just this. Yeah. Just Giant this thumbs, that's all they use on their phones. I'm, <laughs> I still use my, my pointy finger and do that. But it's thumbs. So he's, he's out of date with the phone unless he's using an old uh, uh, Bakelite number. Oh, that's probably why it's taking him so long to break into the first team and start scoring goals. Because <laughs> he was on an old landline. Possibly, um, I've managed to find the video of the uh, when we come to this later. The video that Arsenal have released might get us in trouble, but not as will, much trouble as you dropping C bombs all the time. It will definitely get us in trouble. That'll have our video taken down for copyright infringement. Don't and they Arsenal know who we are? In, well, exactly. That's exactly the problem. They know exactly who we are. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah. So Oxford United, we have breezed past them. Um, 
how happy are we with the draw um, that we've got in the next rounds? Danny, do you know who we've got in the draw? Oh, actually, I do. I've got a little bit All of right. inside information. We have <laughs> Man City playing Man City. That's the only bit of Arsenal info. <laughs> I really I don't read the papers. I have no idea about transfers. No, because uh, I don't. I, I don't need. I'm. I'm happy. I'm in a calm oasis of love, and I'm. I'm off my tits on Arsenal. I don't need any more stuff to get me excited. Not with my, my age and my rotundness. Yeah, away at Man City. That isn't well. You're going to look at the result tonight. Of, um, of they're currently uh, losing two nil to Southampton. Oh, but they are away. But the team that Man City got out tonight: Ortega, Cancelo, Walker. Walker's playing centre back. Gomez, Laporte, Gundogan, Phillips, Palmer, Foden, Alvarez, Grealish. Oh, Grealish is getting a game. That's a hundred million pound well spent. Um, I think. They they're going to take that seriously. I think he'd, um, um, Pep does like to um, get out the, the wooden spoon and give Arteta a, a spanking as often as possible because he knows Arteta will turn him inside out like he has did in. Did we beat them in an FA Cup final? Was it the Charity Shield we beat them in? Was it FA Cup semi final? Uh, we beat FA Cup semi final and beat Chelsea right. in the final. There you go. And we beat Man City in the the Charity Shield. That's how the two trophies that Arteta has won. Uh, Pep's going to be worried because there's a reason why we're five points clear of them in, in the Premier League and we're playing really good football and we're playing better football than Man City are playing at the moment because they've decided to put all their bet eggs, all their beggy eggs into what the uh, the Erlen Haaland, Arlen Herland, uh, that Norwegian bloke, put in his basket with uh, with his dodgy ankle and they... I've seen people talk and listen to people talking on the radio, Man City fans saying that's a mistake. They've won back to back titles by not having a main striker. And now if he doesn't score, nobody really scores. So if we can make sure that he doesn't score, then we're in with a chance because on our day, which is more often than not, we are exciting and thrilling and unable to stop unless you go full Newcastle United on us. And I doubt very much Man City would do that. They would try and beat us playing proper football. Uh, I don't expect us to beat them though and I don't want to be in the FA Cup I don't want to be in the League Cup I'm not even sure I want to be in the Europa League because this is the only chance we're going to get for the next 30 years to win the league you you hate having fun don't you you hate us winning you just want to see us be miserable miserable the number I, I look at it. my fellow podcasters and the numbers they're getting apart from Tom who everyone listens to that everyone's numbers are down and why are they down Arsenal fans don't like to hear about good news that's it. If we were losing every game, we'd be getting 5,000 views per YouTube show like we used to. Now we're barely getting 500 because it's too good. I don't, don't even want get it. a number in the top now. We don't even get a no. number. It might be because I'm not logged in correctly into StreamYard, but we don't even get a number in the top to see how many people are viewing. It's probably no. six. Did anyone, did you two hear in the game, on sort of whether, in the Oxford game, where the commentator says we weren't in Europe? And I just yeah, think for a minute, forgot. I was like, we are in Europe. This I'm sure we're in the Europa League, and then well, like two minutes, that. and then two minutes later, yeah. oh, of course. What I actually meant was they're skipping this round and they're coming into. Yeah. No, you didn't. You didn't know what you're talking about. They're in Egypt. Yeah, it's it's because we're not in the fixtures. We're not shown yeah. in European fixtures onwards. So yeah, um, with it's fine. I'm not worried. We know Sam Matterface doesn't watch football. He's just mm. there to tell us about who's kicking the ball to who. Um, we have to be nice about him because why? talk um, talk radio, which he now works for, he does commentary and then he does, he's got his own Sunday show, a very fine show on talk radio. They asked us if they, we wanted to go on there. But why, as why usual, you tell us? because I don't read the club, um, podcast emails. Oh. 
and we had the BBC oh, well. have asked us, and there was a couple of other people have asked us to come on their shows. Yeah, I think somebody else should really be in charge of that. I mean, Carl has taken over the Twitter because I'm incapable of doing anything proper. And he's doing a great job. No, he got our tweets taken down. Apart from that. (laughs) Oh, well. I guess that's why uh, (laughs) no one saw me for the Brighton game because we had endless emails. Everybody wanted me to speak about Arsenal and uh, Brighton. But no, Danny didn't read the emails. So that's Uh, why I didn't come on. I, I, I only checked my own emails yesterday since the first time, first time since beginning of December. It's just mainly Uber Eats saying you're our number one customer. We love you. I, I, oh, <laughs> uh, oh, I'm taking Demsec you off track. I'm going to uh, shut up. Yeah, Demsec, what's an update uh, or a synopsis on what's going on? Um, I'm back. Um, evening, Scotty. What else? Um, we'll Don't you dare start too. saluting them. Oh, now he's gone full Highbury squad. Uh, I've, gone f- I've gone full Carpenter. Well, no. Um, yeah, what else has happened? We have rambled because I've not been on for ages. So I don't know what I'm doing. Danny's a PI. Um, that's about it. And Nick says hello. Um, right. He's had a bowl cut. He did it himself. <laughs> he did. He did. It was a strong bowl cut. Uh, it was a fringe we could only dream of, Danny. That's uh, it's a fringe that's where I <laughs> Um, sorry Nick is it weird being bullied by two people uh, that don't have what you've got I haven't seen hair since the 80s in a negative way haven't seen a fringe since uh, I mean yeah to be fair at the beginning of the 90s I didn't have a fringe and at the uh, end of the 2010s I don't think I had one either Um, it's been a hell of a 20-30 years anyway um, water off a Mudrick's back mate yeah water off a Mudrick's back that's a good one That'll be the name of a podcast. I can see it already. Mudrik's back. Um, Do you know Mudrik uh, is um, Ukrainian for duck? So we should call him the duck. That's why I, I said we're off a Mudrik's back. Duck's well back. Why do I feel that that's an absolute bollocks lie? Yeah. face bollocks. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because I just want to see the media and run with it. Because they will. Because they're lazy, feckless bastards. Who don't I did. I'm research. a lazy, feckless bastard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Nick, you know the first rule of Twitter is don't believe anything Danny tweets, no. ever. Even if it says to... ABW or now live. Even but... I had to put in my bio a while ago, if I don't believe the shit I tweet, then neither should you. Exactly. Um, whereas mine, I checked mine today to see what it was. Um, and yeah, mine says, um, Red Sky at Night, Shepherd's Delight. Oh no, it says, uh, yeah. Blue sky in the morning, Shepherd's morning. And then I think Your it's one says sky. proud member of Highbury squad. Oh yeah, it does say proud member of Highbury squad and I've not been on there all season. Um, it shows how, I, you know what it even says? It says I'm a proud member of um, uh, Football Hipsters. Never Still waiting. That was meant to be coming back for the World Cup. That died on It was. Last. Well, um, France happened, didn't it? Um, yeah. Move on. Um, Right. What else are we talking about? Uh, We have done Oxford. We are very excited. We thought it was a good-ish game. Uh, Talk about playing the game properly. Should we talk out about Mister Laconga? Maybe Mm. and maybe Mister Tierney. Uh, Not the referee, but our left back. Um, Nick, I think we'll start with Sambi. Uh, 
give you three options. Uh, keep, sell, loan. Uh, probably best to loan him out because I don't think anyone's going to buy him off us anyway. So I think that's probably the only thing he's not going to play. And if we're going to get someone else in, then probably because it, I just don't think he's that clever. I mean, the start of last season when everyone was playing bad and we lost like what ten in a row, whatever we did, he was him and Ramsdale were like our two best players. But I think that's because the bar was so low of who was our best player that he managed to actually look good when everyone else was probably in the like the worst start. Well, I think it was the worst start on Arsenal for what fifty, sixty years, something like that. Hmm. So he looks good yeah. in the worst start of Arsenal's like last sixty something years. So, but and I mean, it, has he been like, moaning in the papers? Because people keep bringing up that Amazon thing where he was moaning, and Eddie told him to basically sit down, shut up, and wait for <laughs> you, you know, wait to get a chance. But has he been like moaning in the papers like Gwen Doozy did and things like that? Or did oh, I nobody's that? nobody is uh, a Gwen doozy weapons grade twat no one is that a level well uh, i heard today he's but... coming back to villa apparently <laughs> yeah yeah him and uh old uh slick emery can uh mm. can be a marriage made in heaven i uh, can't be bothered with uh mm. what's coming back but yeah um i don't think i've seen sambi moan too much um but yeah danny what do you reckon to the, uh, we the about... shaped hole we were talking about this and I, I've mentioned uh, uh, probably about three months ago, I was saying how well Vincent company is doing. Uh, if you listen to the, 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 the post game show, then I'm very sorry, but I uh, said that Vincent company is doing really good at Burnley. Burnley are no longer Burnley. Burnley are playing the beautiful game and they're an absolute joy to watch. And he's got rid of all the Luddites on there and they're playing wonderful football and it would be perfect for him. He needs to go somewhere because when he was playing for Anderlecht, I think he was captain. Vinton Company was at the club. I think he'd stepped down as manager because it was a little bit too too much for him. Um, and so he was there and he was playing brilliantly. And it's much like playing in France and and playing in, in Belgium and in Holland and places like that. We see like Godi Kapka. Kapka. I've completely Gapo. Gakpo, that's it. And we've seen that from so many other players that when they're in their little pond of a league, they're magnificent. And when you're in a little pond league and you're in a big team in that league, it's so much easier to shine and be brilliant. He needs to go somewhere where he can shine and be brilliant again because there was a reason why we thought we'd pay 23 million for him or 18 million or something like that. Yeah. So he needs to go somewhere where they can build him back up again because as a, as a young man, he's been at the club for two seasons now. He's played one, started one game apart from this one, and I think he was pretty good, which I think we said was the you said was the Brighton game in the League Cup. But he's not getting the. He's, you look at the. I looked at the transfer market thing, and it said out of the last nine Premier League games, he's been on the bench eight times and an unused sub eight times. And so, as a young man, you, that that's not doing you any favours. And he needs to go somewhere and play football, express himself, and. Be him. Be the be the be the boy he always wanted to be. And Burnley would be the ideal opportunity for that. It's a, a slower game of football down there, a little bit more rough and tumble, as you know, Josh. And it mm. might make them make a man of him, or it will break him. But either way, it's not working out for him. It's not working out for Tavares, and that is worrying because that's 
probably 40, 50 million pounds, what is it, about 40 million pounds worth of talent that we've taken a gamble on. But again, we bought them young. And so Arteta will get them out the door and hopefully get decent money for him. But he needs a loan somewhere because Arteta obviously doesn't fancy the current version of Lukonga to to play in, in the first team. And he's never going to oust Party or Xhaka, is he? No, I and don't got think... no League Cup uh, games. Without... Um, I think the main thing that I see in Sambi is he lacks, at the moment, that kind of speed um, or intensity is probably the right word. Uh, that you'd expect from a player that was playing in Xhaka's position. And I think when he plays in the number six, where Party would be, he's a lot better, but you can't play him and Elneny together. Um, I think that's the main issue, is him and Elneny are too... Uh, they don't... Yeah, their intensity doesn't help. Um, I think if you take off Mo instead of Sambi against Oxford United to bring Xhaka on, you get the same result. Um we still win that game 3-0. Um, maybe score more. But yeah, I think there's that that problem of we're not sure exactly where his best position is. And I don't think he really knows either. Um, but I do see that there's that kind of lack of intensity in his game, particularly last night. Um, I would like to think, oh yeah, what we're going to say as well about... Um, Kieran Tierney, to be sure, to be sure. Um, don't do that. I can't That'll do that. be in my head now. Oh, you gone. Um, yeah, Danny, how do you feel about Tierney as well? Do you think we're going to see him beyond uh, beyond the summer? I obviously we're in January. I don't expect him to to go. Well, again, on the post game show, someone was. I was said that we can't. He's a forty million pound player. Partly because having a, an attacking left back like him, who's a Scotland international, a really decent player, our best player for eighteen months, you can't have a player like that as backup. But then someone pointed out, yeah, but but Zinchenko is always injured. So and then Eva is is always one or the other is injured. So Sereny, yeah. So that's it. So you got one or the other injured. But um, I think we need to keep him because when things start getting a little bit more hectic when we're playing in Europa League, as so we're playing um, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, we're going to need him. And because I think we've seen that uh, Zinchenko isn't going to be able to play 60 games a season or however many games it will be for the second half of the season, 30 consecutive games. He's not going to be able to do that. So we need him. But he doesn't do the same job, does he? I mean, I now never shut up about the inverted winger since Josh explained to me what, what an inverted winger does, but it's uh, I don't think Tierney does that as well. Nick, would you keep him? Well, if Sinchenko hadn't have been injured, what three or four separate times this season, then I think he'd be looking to he'd be looking or putting on his parts to move now. But I mean, we might have to because, especially you say like he's a forty million pound player. Who do you think is going to pay that for him? Newcastle. Newcastle, immediately. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they were in from last summer. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. That. I mean, I was yeah. thinking like if someone like Real Madrid or something, because he looks that type of player. But but yeah, if we did, if they did spend forty or fifty million, and we could spend ten of that on a backup left back, and then spend that forty million elsewhere improving the squad. And obviously, if he wants to leave because he doesn't want to fight for his place, then we'll just do it. But, but yeah, it's just 
it's just weird because he's he's just injury prone and we've signed another player who seems to be injury prone as well. Yeah, I so, think the main thing is um, it's about Tommy Arsu and how he's come back from his injury because that's our left back cover. Um, because um, he's played more times there, I think, than there were times during the season we've already seen where Zinchenko's come off and rather than Tierney coming off the bench, Tommy Arsu has been the one to come in ahead. Uh, especially now that Ben White seems to have locked up that right-back position. And I think that's where it gives us the options. Uh, Are you yeah, surprised at that, Josh, Ben White doing what he's doing? Because no, I, that's exactly I didn't know he could play right-back. Well, he's not playing right-back. That's the thing. Um, where was he playing then? Well, in Bright- uh, Brighton, he was playing on the right side of a back three. And that is basically what he's doing for... Um, for Arsenal as well. Yeah, because he's, he's not he's, getting forward as much, is he? He gets forward when he's given licence to, which is exactly the same as what he was doing at Brighton. But where he kind of sits, if we're in possession, can also be that he'll sit back in that back three. And that's the main thing that um, is why we brought him in. And I was convinced as soon as we signed him that he was never going to be a centre-back for us. Um, I remember getting absolutely ridiculed. Why are we spending £50 million on a centre-back who's not going to play centre-back? Yeah, and I said he won't play centre-back by his second season. And here we go. I got the position wrong. I will admit that. I thought So we can't play three at a back with a, with a roaming left-back, don't we? Yeah, that's what we would kind of was doing. Uh, Do you think that's that. why Saka's getting so much the crap kicked out of him? Because, you know, Tommy Ashu used to get half the amount of kicks as what he did if they were both overlapping and looking after each other. So now Saka's Ben White's there. He's not getting as much... I think Saka's just a better player now this season. So people were, you know, it's, he's got to that stage now where last season he was getting doubled up on and he couldn't do anything. Now he can break through two or three players. So they now have to foul him. That's the way to stop him. Um, they're trying to get to him earlier. That's what I'm seeing with Saka. Um, I'm not sure if it's about the overlapping because you still see that Saka's given options on the overlap. Ben White will come up or you'll see... Uh, Odegaard support him as well over on that side. So there's still opportunities for Saka to play balls off. So it's not that he's like completely isolated now. Yeah, that's um, what I was thinking. He's it. not getting yeah. as much help. And obviously, you know, if Ben White's not getting kicked as much because he's not, he's a lot further away from him. But yeah, it's just a theory. Uh, yeah, I think it's more of just he's now getting to that level of, yeah. That, <sighs> Am I going to make this comparison? Yeah, fuck it. Ronaldo and uh, Messi. It's the only way to stop those two players. Or oh, it was. Um, Ronaldo is just, mm. don't pass to him. It's fine. Uh, you can't do anything. Do you think we're going to have to... I'm not sure how Arsenal can do it. You know, whether ex-Arsenal through the media have got to bring attention just to like how much he's getting kicked for Arsenal and England. Because obviously... Back in the day, if Wenger was moaning that his players was getting kicked, they used to just kick us more. And then we just got broken leg after broken leg after broken leg. Well, three yeah. broken legs. Is there any way we can get him more protection without it just spectacularly backfiring? Well, I think the only thing is, it comes down to what Phil Mack is saying, is Sack gets shit kicked out of him because players can't stop him and the refs don't protect him. I think that's the main issue. Mm. And... Arteta's obviously seen that you don't come out in the press and say, we want protection from the rest because you know it doesn't happen. Uh, it's kind of got to go through those meetings that we know that players have with the referees. I think Odegaard mm. mentioned a couple of weeks ago that 
he wasn't looking forward to it, but all the captains had meetings with the PGMOL. And I think that's part of it is at that point, you just pull one of them aside whilst you're having the kind of after the meeting kind of thing and just saying to him, by the way, you boys need to see what's happened to Saka because he's getting fucked up. Um, and he's the and future think, of England. He along is with the Bellingham. future of England. Um, and look at how much protection yeah. Kane got over the years. Yeah, and, I think and that's Sterling. It. Yeah, uh, there's protection definitely that would be in place when he gets that kind of level. Right now, we're just going to see him in that kind of Zaha stage or Grealish stage as well. Grealish spent and still spends a lot of seasons get, just getting kicked. It's the way he plays football. You know, ruined Jack Wilshere's career doing it that that's way. That's what I was thinking, Jack but that one-on-one coach we've brought should help as well because it will be a, allow Saka or enable Saka and enable Martinelli that yes they can get out of those um, get out of those instances where they're surrounded, but also they can be a bit smarter with the ball, make sure they're quicker with their feet to avoid those nasty tackles. Um, so that's that's the hope anyway. Um, but I'd like to see from them. Right, so we've done Oxford United. We've mentioned that we've got to play Man City. Um, I think I got mentioned about eight times. Um, who else have we got to mention? Um, I suppose there's a small thing about our next game. Sunday evening. Um, I mean, there's part of me in my brain that will continue to say Liverpool, but it's not the case. It's a good thing they're on different days, so I can segment it in my brain that I'm going to watch Liverpool on Saturday and then it's North London Derby Sunday night against oh, actually this is my first question why is it on a Sunday evening because they don't care at the, at the Met just bored do they just fancy a punch up or something <laughs> they're like right we haven't had a good fight in ages um, before they yeah. deliberately made those Saturday 12 o'clock or Sunday 12 o'clock so they weren't in the yeah. pub all day I thought that yeah. was a whole or Friday point. night it was one that, yeah, they were exactly. And now we've got um, four thirty on a, a Sunday. Maybe they're just testing the water. And as I say, maybe the Met just fancy a good old round of fisticuffs with some Spurs well, fans. That's what time they want to show it in America and places like that. Even that, that normally doesn't cause them a problem. But yeah, I the, guess the so. real reason is because I won't get out of bed to do a post game show if it's on at twelve thirty. Four thirty, I'll be doing it. Uh, so it's Danny's fault sorry everybody because yep. um, I don't yeah. want half 12 kickoffs. I was going to say it's Crested the Dick but it's definitely not Crested the Dick now no. um, that can't get us demonetized YouTube read, read my lips properly of what I said I was yep. talking about the former head of the Metropolitan Police not Danny stroking himself no um, yeah but uh, yeah I think North London Derby should we talk about how confident we are um, Nick, on a scale of one to ten, how confident are you in Northland Derby at um, the new White Hart Lane? Well, I'm more confident than I've been in the past, but I mean, we <laughs> we know Harry Kane's going to get his mandatory penalty, you know, because yep. he's been. I mean, that's one of those where they said, I don't know if I, you know, I saw it on Sky Bet last time that before the game he was odds on to get a penalty. I don't know how that works. But I think has he had a penalty at White Hart Lane for like five years in a row, some five six years in a row every home game, which is odd. But yeah, and I mean, are they playing well at the moment, Spurs? Or they've lost three out of the last four home Premier League games. 
Oh, so that's a no then. So, they yeah. conceded three, and the one they won, they beat Leeds 4-3. Leeds yeah. gone, going to Spurs and scoring three goals. Yeah, I mean, I'm you know, quietly confident. I mean, but then that old cliche that say when there's a derby game, form tends to go out the window because we've had it a few times where we've been on our ass and we're going to play them. And they've all said Spurs are going to spank us. And we've just like put in a, like a worldly performance was kind of turned our season round quite often. So yeah, probably contradicting myself a little bit there to say I'm confident, but I'm not. Well, Danny, um, I think Antonio Conte said this week that um, he wants to, uh, he'll stay at Spurs until he wins the trophy. Um, where do you think they're going to bury him in White Hart Lane? He's going to be there until he's 90 and then end up going, oh, I'll just have to give up with this. <laughs> it's uh, <clears throat> looking at the the way football is at the moment and how good we are and how rubbish they are. They um, all me hear things coming out. They, uh, we should beat them. If that was any other team that we were going away to that has that kind of record at, um, at home in the Premier League, you would go Arsenal to go there and win 3 or 4-1, which is what I'm going for. I'm going for a 3-1. But when it comes to North London derby, everything is always uh, always up in the air. It's always higgledy-piggledy. Anybody can do anything like Nick was saying. But they really are a, um, a two-man team, 50% of which haven't turned up, and the other 50% has only got one ankle. They've got a manager who I don't think trusts the team. The fans are going off. I had my mate Lee, the Spurs fan, come around the other day and we were just talking a little bit about it. We don't usually talk about football. He was here for three and a half hours and we really didn't, he, he just asked me my honest opinion of Kane. And I won't repeat it because it would sound like Josh did at the beginning of the show. But he's, he wants Conti out. Most of them want Conti out and they definitely want the owner out. And, and the whole piece, is it Enoch that owns them and, and Levy is the, the chairman? Yeah, it's um, Joe Lewis Americans. that owns them. No, yeah. it's English that own them. It's Joe is Lewis it? from, yeah, you know, the guy that shorted the pound in the 80s and fucked the whole of the UK off and then now lives in Barbados or Cayman Isles somewhere. I thought he owned the, the 49ers or something. No, it's the, it's the English guy. He just sounds American, Joe Lewis. Sounds like he played yeah. for, for the Mets in the 40s. No. no? English anyway. owner, um, but... Yeah, uh, basically got all his money by fucking over England. Um, oh, good. Well, I would say if you've ever, if you've still got any of Steve's messages recorded, just uh, scroll back and he definitely has a I've few got, few rants on him. Uh, calls I've him Joe Bananas. I found yeah. all the data from one of my old phones saved on my computer and there is thousands of messages from all of you lot being quite mm. potty-mouthed. Uh, so we should beat them, but with the North London derby, anything can happen. But it all depends on the referee and how much... So. Do we know the referee is? Uh, yes. Oh, dear. Uh, someone put it in the chat, I think, all the way back. Um, it was... We've got quite a good set of officials in terms of people that don't Ooh. fuck us up. Uh, are they? None of them are, are from North London. Craig uh, Pawson's. Pawson. Yeah. Uh, is fourth official is Darren England and Tierney's... Um, distant relative the other Tierney oh. is on VAR does that give us hope um, oh, they'll still give a penalty to Kane yeah as <laughs> yeah. that'll go we'll be all over them score a goal couple of penalty claims they'll get you know we'll get ignored Kane will score a penalty just before half time they'll come out and then we'll turn it on for 10 minutes we'll be free one up and then they'll start kicking us but we'll which is Zaka or Gabriel's going to get sent off 
Uh, won't be Xhaka. No, I don't know. The reformed Xhaka. Wow. Yeah, Xhaka hasn't got a straight red card in ages, it feels. No, um, doesn't. He's behaving he himself, doesn't he? I was going to say, he was you know, he's to never get a little been bit angry off. against Newcastle, wasn't he? He was a little bit, but you know, he's never been sent off for a second yellow in his What's Arsenal that? career. Oh, well, that's, his that's Arsenal good. career, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, sorry, sorry, Mister Waffles, I have just jinxed Shaka, and thank you to Avon, um, <laughs> where for putting through who were the uh, officials. Um, uh, but I think. Yeah, I know it's not great that Tierney and England were the ref and VAR when they denied Marseille's opener against United, but they did come back and say that was a problem, didn't they? They said it was an error. So now there should be. Hopefully there are reformed characters um, and we shouldn't be um, completely screwed over by them. But, you know, we, we've always given a half, you know, a glass half empty kind of fan base. And Danny's just looking at the numbers, kind of rubbing his... Uh, rubbing his hands together, mainly because he can't afford to put the heating on because we don't get enough views anymore. I, I do. I had to ring up my electricity company yesterday. I owe them 1,700 quid. I told them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> he said, you're not paying any of it. I said, I'm not paying a penny of it. I said, oh. and you're not allowed to come and put a smart meter in because I'm all dribbled up and you're not allowed to pick on me. And he went, oh, and I read him the bit of legislation and he went, okay, I've made a note on your account. They do love those smart meters. They send me like five emails a week and phone calls saying the government said we have to give you one. I said, no, the government said you have to offer me one. No, thanks. I love the idea of a smart meter. I'd have my, I'd be knee deep in that all day long, switching on and off light bulbs going, that's, that's cost me half a pence a month to run. I've got one over there. It's there. Right on the bookshelf. Is it, do you you enjoy it? Um, It just tells me how much money I'm not going to have. It is useful. (laughs) And, it, and my rate is cheaper because of it. I've uh, estimated my, my electricity a month is, before all this kicked off, it was £85 a month. Now they reckon 200 so Doing a good job it. there. In fact, I keep all the money the government give me because I'm infirmed. And that I've, they've given me about 1200 quid so far. That's in my bank. Doing nothing. not earning interest. So I'm, I'm playing the system and so far I'm winning. You're gaining nothing to, from it. But, but I have taken the plates off of the Merc so they can't uh, check the registry who owns it. <laughs> they, come to, they come to kick the door down and drag me to a gulag for not paying <laughs> and sell my car. Who's going to get you first, Danny? The electricity companies or the TV licence people? I don't have a TV. No. Nope. COVID. COVID but I genuinely first. don't watch TV. The TV that was on the wall in here, I don't even have a Skybox. There's nothing. It's just plugged into the Xbox. And that's yep. it, people. You, I ain't going down without a fight. Power <laughs> to the people. <laughs> that's one for the dads. Quick, I've taken um, it offline, Josh. Get us back. Right. We're, what are we talking about? North London Derby. Um, yes. Do you think there'll be any changes in the side that we expect? Um, Nick, do you think Vieira comes in and messes up the lineup, or do you think it's more or less that team that you could run off the top, back of your hand? I'd say, yeah, it's pretty much the same. Unless someone's injured. I mean, was it Arteta? I think you said Saka's okay. But I wouldn't be against him starting on the bench. You Why? know, to have someone good to bring. But because if he's not, well, if he says he's okay, I think he's played like 80 games in a row or something now. I think Car- um, uh, Femi was on about this. He said it's 67. 
Yeah, I was close. Wow. But yeah, if you know, because sometimes Arteta lies and says he's okay and he's not. But I'd rather if he's only 60-70% match fit, I'd rather start him on the bench and then bring him on in the second half when everyone else is like a little bit more tired. So, you know, that won't show up as much. But but other than that, yeah, pretty much the same side. I mean, someone put in the chat earlier, would you drop Ramsdale for Turner? And I just said no. I think that was Demsek. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. What about you, Josh? Uh, I know I wouldn't drop Ramsdale for Turner at the moment. I wouldn't make any changes. I'd start Saka. Um, it depends on who. Actually, no, it doesn't depend. Um, I wonder who they're going to start at left back. It'll either be um, Emerson with cheese or um, Cessignon. And I, I don't worry. Neither of them worry me to be stopping um, Saka. My bigger worry is what the um, what Romero will end up doing, or Romeo will end up doing to one of probably Odegaard, maybe Martinelli, because um, that's his job. Yeah, he is. To put it politely, a thug. As Mickey uh, Fanagan would call him, he's a bastard. <laughs> he is a hell of a. You know when you think about a South American bastard, yeah, he's one of them. You, you just go into the you go South American bastard centre back. It'd just be a picture of Romeo. Um, I think if everybody remembers um, Kukurea getting his hair pulled uh, in that game, that was Romeo. Um, he was also in the World Cup team as well. I can't remember if he played, but anyway. Um, and I don't think... Oh, Demsick has asked a question. Josh, when was the last game in the league did Rambo keep a clean sheet? I don't think it matters. We're winning games. Um, and it's not just Ramsdale that's been at fault for some of our goals. Uh, I think it's looking at the the defence as well. What well, did uh, Saliba have a bit of a howler? What was it, one Saliba of the goals? looks like he's... He's one of the players, I think Martinez is the other one, that hasn't benefited from the World Cup. Uh, They were in form when they went there and they were playing games regularly. They then went away with their country to sit on the bench for three and a half weeks. Um, And it doesn't look to have done them any good. Uh, Saliba's come back and looked a little bit ropey. Um, Deschamps has got into his head. He doesn't look match fit though, does he? He looks half a yard short. Big problem is he's been getting team talks from Hugo Lloris. um, And that's that's enough to demotivate anybody um who, who incidentally has uh confirmed this week as well um you know there's been some big retirements um gareth bale craig mikhail smith and um larice has confirmed he's retired from winning trophies by saying he's um no longer going to play for france um craig mikhail smith has retired yeah peterborough legend isn't he huh yeah yeah, Peterborough legend. Oh, I loved um, him. He's one of my favourite all-time Peterborough players. Right there with Etherington yeah. and Davis. Not that Davis. Oh no, and not that. <laughs> Was it that Etherington as well that got sacked after thirty days at Crawley? Yeah, he took Davis with him as his uh, assistant manager, and they said it just wasn't yeah. working out. I think they said <laughs> it, it's it's me, it's it's me, it's not you. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> no, yeah, um, yeah. That's a that's an interesting club. If anybody. Um, Wants to know if uh, what happens when Dogecoin billionaires um, <laughs> buy a football club? Uh, it's goes. It's going similarly well as um, Elon Musk running Twitter. 
Uh, that's what I will say if you don't want to read anything. Oh, hail yes. the mask. <laughs> or <Well>, not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, um, so that is covering the Northern Dobby. Danny, did you say, I would say questions, but actually something really exciting happened earlier, didn't it? Oh, we have been We have been naked, naked as a stadium for a few months at the very yeah. least. And at six o'clock in the UK, there was an unveiling, but not really an unveiling because it wasn't at the stadium itself, more of a, render, a 3D render. Yeah. And Danny, I think you've got some of the images that have come out for do, the new just... sides of um, or the new livery. It's going to go on the side of the stadium. Well, I'll um, play this and then I'll, um, and then I'll, uh, I'll pause. Uh, what is it? Why is it playing the music? Oh, I don't want to play the music. Oh, there goes our one pound fifty we might have got from this. We start it again. That's enough propaganda. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think, Josh? Not the I really like it. I yeah. really like it. Um, I feel like it was great having yeah, legendary players up on the side, um, as we did. But I think what it does now is it shows a wider range about what the club is and what the club's about. It's more than... We always say that the Arsenal is more than a football club. Um, it does great things in the community and it's not just the men's first team as well. We are we are still the most successful ladies team, I think. Yeah, we did the quadruple once. Yeah. Um, so I think that, again, needs to be celebrated as much um, in terms of giving individual players um, the kind of accolades uh, of yesteryear, I think we've also still got the bridge that um, still has the flags out there to really show off um, if we want to. Yeah, if there's any players up there, things like current players, because I think that's one of the things that they've said they're not sure about what current players. Um, they weren't sure if they should put any up there, you know, because there's still time for them to um, Van Persie it, should we say, or Fabregas it. Um, uh, who's back at the club at the moment? Fabregas is back at the club. He is and when training. I, when you put it in the WhatsApp group, I meant he was playing for Como, not he wasn't <laughs> at Arsenal. I mean, he's allowed to go anywhere he wants to do training, but I think he's still contracted to Como as a player. Oh, is he? Uh, is, Dennis, is Dennis Wise still there? Uh, yeah, uh, director of football, yeah. I think it is. Director of football, yeah. Oh, God, well, poor, 
poor uh, poor Como. But yes, I think um, yeah, I think it's the plan of what's going on. Uh, I wonder if they're then going to reveal it. The best way of, um, I suppose, keeping it under wraps, so to speak, was to not put it up and then do that release. Um, Danny, what did you do? Oh, actually, sorry, ask Nick first. Nick, what are your thoughts on it? I'll mute myself. Yeah, well, there we go. But I liked the older ones, you know, where they were all like arms and arms sort of follow around the stadium. But, you know, how long have we been in there? What, 15, 16? Was it 2006 or what's that? So it's about 14, 15 years. But I'm 14, not sure 15. if they put the, the murial, murials up when we first got there. I think they waited a few years. I'm not sure. Yeah. So obviously they've got to try and move with the times. And up. I suppose that was just getting a bit basic. But, I mean, yeah, try something. I mean, if they're just painting them up, fair enough. I'm surprised. If I don't know if any of them are like giant screens that they can just change stuff for every game. That might now, be that's an idea. That would be something because, you know, I'll, I would just say Saka's gone to Man City. Quick, press delete, delete all those videos, done. <laughs> you know, he's gone. And I understand, because what were you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's but, genius. Um, that's genius, you know. Delete him, you know, quickly. Control Alt Delete on the oh, everything. Saka, he's gone full Van Persie. Delete yeah, exactly. abort. <laughs> exactly, and also when you think about it, because we were talking earlier about Sol Campbell sort of moaning that he wasn't out and about more, but we know if there's anything Sol Campbell there at one o'clock in the morning, Spurs fans will go there and cover it in paint, aren't they? So I understand why he hasn't had much, especially on the outside of the stadium, inside of the stadium. I'm pretty sure there's some of pictures of him inside, but on the outside, I don't think there is. But I'm not sure if um, if Spurs fans would manage to contain themselves carrying a cup, uh, tub of paint to the Emirates without eating it. Um, oh, they're all on tag anyway, there. aren't they? They can't yeah. go within <laughs> half a mile of their house. <laughs> And they're not allowed out after 7pm, so it's never going to happen, thankfully. I mean, I'm surprised that over the years the Emirates hasn't been vandalised, especially the Arsenal bit, the big concrete letters out the front. I think they have. I think they've they've had... I think Henri's had some paint chucked over him before the statue. I think it has has had some. That was you, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why you don't like him. He's a turncoat. Oh, that's the end of his career. I showed him a glimpse count. of their knickers and he was off like a rat up a drain pipe. Yeah, he was yeah. sold when he, like, we couldn't afford to keep him. We had to, we know now that we had to sell all of those invincibles to pay for the stadium and we couldn't afford the wages. We know us all come up when I mean, we knew at the time we just didn't have the money for it. That's what we've done. We spent loads of money to get funding for the new stadium. We got in the new stadium and then they wanted it all back. It's just. All right, Lord Attenborough, give me a history lesson there. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. But yeah, I don't mind it. I would I'd look to see it in the flesh rather than a weird video of it, you know. What about you, Josh? I'd say I I really like it. Um as it say, it covers uh how wide reaching and how um how much Arsenal means to everybody across the club. Um Pink Panther, I think your cousin might need to be sectioned. Um, We're looking at Pink Panther's picture. He looks like he's he's been, I think that's an orange jumpsuit, whoever that person is. Is that a famous American murderer? I'm just guessing. Because they look even more fucking deranged than I do when I have my (laughs) beard and my hair done. You should know. You arrested him. Um, 
He was guilty of all charges, my lord. Uh, Saying that, we completely skirted over. Was that his Smith Rowe's first game back after his injury? Yes. Which we completely was. ignored. So we and failed. We also didn't talk about how good Turner was. Well, I just thought Turner was all right, but it was against Oxford United. Uh, that's what Still struggling paying out from the back, though, isn't he? Still a little bit shaky. I think that whole defence is a little bit shaky when they come together. They're not quite sure of each other. Um, I think it probably partly comes down to we're never really sure. Uh, well, I say it feels like we're a centre-back down. Um, it's not necessarily a huge problem, but holding doesn't have a consistent partner. Uh, it's either do I. Saliba or... Uh, I know, and doesn't it make you unstable? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, someone's going to clip that. It's going to be like... Um, yeah, or holding. Holding doesn't have a consistent partner. That's basically it. So you're either playing with Saliba or Gabriel. Uh, I don't think he's played with Ben White, uh, centre-back anyway, as a partnership, but... It's that kind of combination. They don't necessarily seem to be on the same wavelength as they are when Ramsdale's in. Um, but yeah, I think it's great to have Smith Rowe back. Um, I don't think he's the uh, quote unquote like a new signing. We still need a new signing, which I think will take us nicely, Danny, to. Do you want to take us to transfer rumours? Yeah, because that's that, the thing that... everybody prefers. I've taken a very little notice of it, other than um, the boy Norton Cuffey being recalled from loan on, at Rotherham and then been sent to Coventry, which is a saying in England, which which isn't a good <laughs> saying. It means when people are ignoring you. So hopefully that isn't the case, but he's moved up from League One to the Championship. And I think, uh, uh, who is it? Coventry have just, there. they've just been, got a new owner or something like that. I think that's the way it's working. And so it's that's a good move for him. Uh, they got that bloke, uh, Jao Felix, who cost uh, my team, Atletico Madrid, about 500 million euros, which has been an absolute disaster of a transfer. I mean, why, when you're a player like that, would you go, I've got all the skills in the world, I'm going to go and play for Simeone at Atletico, <laughs> where I'm not even allowed to pass the ball anything more than 180 degrees to my left or my right, because or backwards, because he doesn't want to do any of that lot. That was just an, a mental transfer. And so Chelsea have managed to snag him £6 million plus they pay all of his wages. So for uh, for a five-month loan is £20 million. Only Chelsea could do something like that. But Especially with being... the player wants to go back as well. He's going back because Simeone's leaving in the summer. Is he going? It's oh, announced. Simeone's that. leaving in the summer. So, um, yeah, Joe Felix can go back and sign a contract extension to 2027 is the uh, word of the street. I've been an Atletico fan since they won the title and then get relegated and then their captain went, I will play for one euro a season in the Segunda Division because I am the captain and it's my fault we got relegated. And that's what endeared me to Atletico back in the very early 90s, I think. Um, and they, uh, I think they won the double the same time we did in 98. So uh, that's brilliant that we're going to get. That means to be like every other Spanish club, we're going to have a different manager every six months, which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the the, the, the outrage. But other than the, um, the the duck, I don't think there's anyone else we've been really linked to, is there? We don't no, really. Aziz need came all... back as well. Oh, he's gone on loan to Colo uh, Torre's mighty Wigan, Wigan Athletic. Yes, Colo Colo Torre Colo Torre. That's not that, how it goes. That, that. I, I like how it's going to annoy everybody because that's definitely not how it goes. I know it's not. Yeah. I would um, tell you after the show, I made my own chant for Colo Tour, but I can't say it on the air. Oh and God. It's, uh, but I could have about years ago, and he would have yeah. liked it. Is it similar uh, to... Um, it's not similar to The Adebayor one. 
No, God, no. It's not horrible. Oh, no. Okay. That added by all. Oh, I forgot. I was talking to my mate the other day, Sexy Frank, about some of the chants. I told him the ones we used to sing at Spurs fans. And he went, oh, Lord. I said, yeah, not anymore. But I forgot oh. the, the added by all one. That is mm. horrendous. But in a dark way, it's hilarious. But horrendous. <laughs> is it anyone um, else who's been linked to? Because I haven't seen anything. I saw someone try to link us to Eden Hazard this week. Uh, I think what, it's because he heard that we've. Oh boy. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think maybe there was a, there was word of us having an all-you-could-eat dinner at some point, and uh, Hazard put his hand up, and Lacazette was Hello? quickly Food? in tow as well. Exactly. Um, I think the only other person we have been linked with was we were linked to Moises Caicedo. Um, at Brighton, Still but he won't Tielemans, leave. aren't we? Yeah, I'm still with Tielemans. And I think um, Indica, who is at uh, Frankfurt. Someone um, mentioned him earlier. Collings, on. yeah. Um, Collings mentioned it to us as well a few scoop. months ago. Yeah, old scoop. Here um, we go. Is that said it? Yes. Uh, Evan Indica, uh, the French lad who supposedly signed a pre-agreement with us from Frankfurt, sounds an awful lot like a young ball-playing version of Tyranny. Yeah, he's a left-footed centre-back slash left-back kind of vibe. And he's um, French, simply. We oui. uh, see. I have been practicing. Chris's podcasts aren't wasted. Rubbing off on us. He's only been with us for six years. Yeah, and uh, that's apparently that's all the French he knows as well. Um, I'm just looking at. Um, I, I have a, a page saved on NewsNow.com on the Arsenal one. Arsenal mm-hmm. ready to offer thirty-five point five million for Milinko Savic of Lazio. Uh, Lazio lost their first game of the season to Inter recently, which is a lovely thing to see. Uh, so, yeah, I think at... we just need a big bullshit button, but I think another podcast has already done that. Oh, that's mine. I invented that. Arsenal reported to swoop for £44 million star, probably the same one. Edu could sign Arsenal's perfect Mudrick alternative as £18 million wizard. Arsenal now stuck in limbo as Prem rivals. Link to Harry Potter. I don't know, but this is fan foot. I normally block all these ones, like fan cast football thing, because they just make shit up to make you go and look there. This is a bright... Ah, Arsenal in race to sign Leandro Tossard. Um, No, get away. I do. 40 grand a week, 18 million pound transfer. Would he work? Don't touch him. He's 28. Yeah, he's spoiled goods. He's not good. He's 28. He's got a year left on his deal. He doesn't want to be there. Um, and Spurs are in for him. But actually, it's a bit interesting. He's out of contract in the summer, but Brighton have a one-year extension that they can exercise. Um, so he's basically got 18 months left, but everybody's looking at him being out of contract. Uh, but as soon as a cop comes in for him or they hear that he's trying to negotiate with someone, Brighton just go, oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to activate this year. Fuck you. A bit like we did with Rosiski when he started talking to Villa. Remember yeah. that? No. Uh, and we said, we don't want you to go to Villa, so we're just going to exercise your uh, one year. Don't be an idiot. And then Villa got relegated under Tim Sherwood. Um, yeah. Captain uh, Tim! Formerly, Noza, Noza um, has mentioned, and I think uh, someone else also asked me as well about... Uh, Hans Juma asked me as well about... Um, the player that we should buy, we should have got him last summer. It's fine. Um, yes, it is Alexis McAllister. He is the Xhaka replacement. 
end of. Um, I haven't met him yet, though, uh, in the gym. I have met Casado. Um, oh. I'm hoping for that special day. Did you meet him? Because Chris, Chris. Oh, hello. She's nice. It's not Chris. <laughs> well, Han Tumi, where's that name from? I've seen you before. Whereabouts in the world are you? Let us know. Uh, he, he's uh, all day. I don't actually know. So he, um, Make it up. I'm we don't assuming. do pronouns here. It. Josh, no, I've got day. a question for yes. Do you Go think it. we should be really trying to bring some of these transfers that we were planning to do in the summer, bring them forward to now? even if we pay a slope premium because, you know, we're a little bit ahead and we've got a good chance of winning the league this year. You know, five yeah, points I think clear that... now. You know, if we talk about showing ambition, and that's normally, oh, just spend money, mm-hmm. but to spend it now, to try and go for it now, seems like showing a lot of ambition. You know, I'm surprised we haven't already got this Mudrick thing done. and got. I mean, I'd be looking at getting... Mm-hmm probably what three in if if i could you know if i was there i'll be you know mm. uh, on the phone to the, the cronkies and saying look let's just get them done now mm. because you know man city are not going to have another poor season you know they're going to spend stupid money chelsea usually do newcastle if they somehow fluke mm. top four ahead of schedule and they see they're in the champions league they're going to spend stupid money as well aren't they so we might not even if we keep this squad together for another couple of years, we might not get another a chance as good as this, are we? I would see us doing probably two transfers at most. They're yeah, talking first uh, teamers, not like yeah, first teamers that are never going to yeah. play. First teamers, and the only one that I think is trying to bring forward would be uh, whoever we think would be cover for Granite Jacker. That's the main one. And if that is Yuri Tielemans, then it's Yuri Tielemans. Um, is he still out of contract in the summer? Or yes. Did he sign an extension? No, the one that signed an extension was what was the Villa Douglas one? Luis. Yeah, yeah Doug- Douglas yeah, Luis Villa. signed. Yeah, he so signed an extension. If he's out of contract, is going to go for yeah. nothing. Surely yeah. we chuck Thank five you, six million at Leicester. You know, no, no I don't. That's the problem. Thirty. Leicester still well, not going to either stupid out. money or oh, so that could be a last day of the transfer window yeah, thing, exactly. Then, basically, because that's they're... one of we'll just sit there and we'll just go, we'll see what happens. Um, and I think the same for Mudrich. We've got to remember that uh, Shakhtar have been royally fucked, not just by the Russians but by UEFA. Um, a load of their players exercised the ability to just terminate their contracts that they'd brought in to then go and sell they had three or four players that were worth good money uh the main one was tete terminated his contract to go to leon and then leon sold him for 15 million i think i think tete was one of them um you've got the guy that is at fulham solomon the israeli he's another one who tried to terminate his contract to get a move uh, basically that's what um, Shakhtar are doing. That's why Modric's fee is so high. It's because they're trying to get two or three players' money in for that. Um, it's not just we're paying Modric's fee, we're paying ro- lost revenue. Um, I'm sure Danny is now Googling what has happened I'm, to Shakhtar. I'm <laughs> just looking. Um, yeah. Ismail went to uh, Lille for free. Um, mm. Bob Black went to, I'm looking outside there, um, 
Oh, one, oh no, one went online. Yeah. yeah, there's been about five or six that have left on a free and one still hasn't got mm. a club. Wow. Yeah, there was a loads of players just, they UEFA said, oh, you're in a war zone. Yeah, you can terminate your contract. And Shakhtar are like, oh, hang on, hang on. Um, yeah, it's it's a bit annoying, but can, can we get some money for them maybe? <laughs> some Something back. And UEFA are like, no, just terminate your contract. Where does Modric actually play though? Ukraine. Wherever you fucking want. <laughs> you know what I mean. No, I did. Uh, he's a winger. Um, so, have we not he's right footed for but plays striker? on the left. Or yeah, it's Martinelli. Just... It's Martinelli back up. That's oh, it. We've got, too, we've got back up for um, Saka already in terms of Vieira. Vieira also mm. covers the middle for Odegaard. Mm. I suppose Marquinhos depends on where we feel he's at. He might go out on the loan. Um, but yeah. Uh, Mudrich will be that position we don't have covered at the moment. Oh, I've got Smith Rose back as well, but I think Arteta really does, you want another option. Arteta does love a player like I do in mm. Football Manager. If I have a player, I want him to play in more than one position, and then you don't need a dozen. You can save yourself half a dozen players. But yeah. on other Arsenal news, we have got some Arsenal loanee move. Uh, nice mm. are currently spanking Montpellier six one. Pepe scored two. And Ramsey got an assist, and uh, Ross Barkley scored two in in three minutes. So Pepe has now scored six goals in twelve starts and two subs for for Nice, just as Nice sacked their manager the other day. I'm waiting for um, Chelsea to be linked with Pepe after seeing uh, <laughs> seeing how well he's doing. Adi Nice are twelfth in the league. Wow, they're doing shit. Do you think he's coming back, Pepe, or is he nope. staying over there? Coming back to get his, his um he's clear out his locker, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> if we get twenty million for him, it'll be a fucking miracle. Yeah. He's gone. Uh who else has moved from uh is Nuno how many goals has Nuno got now? Eighteen in the farmers league. <laughs> Balogun is uh like I, I try as well. Like I always try and balance this out. They're going all the goals that Nuno and uh um Balogun are scoring. Kalasnich playing left wing back scored two games, two goals in two games back to back, and he was man of the match in one of them games. <laughs> so uh, I suppose we've also said on the other hand, Pepe scored ten goals this season as well. Yeah, I'm just looking at the top goal scoring table. Balogun's got ten. Balogun's third joint, isn't he? Or he was. Yes, um Mbappe's on thirteen, Neymar eleven, who only turns up for the home games, and then there's four <laughs> players on ten. Yeah. But it says here that Balogun has scored twenty one percent of his club's goals. Mm. No, forty eight percent. Forty eight percent. They've only scored twenty one goals, and he scored ten of them. Wow! <laughs> I was going to say, I was looking at the wrong bit. <laughs> it was two numbers, and when there's more than one number, Danny gets confused. Get confused. <laughs> <laughs> Do you two think we're not going to go in for a striker? No. Would you? I know maybe Arteta is saying Eddie this I, and Eddie that, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't go for striker. Why no point. It's no point, really. Uh, in terms of the strikers that would be available at this time of year, I mean, I suppose there is. The one that is being touted as moving to Man United is one that I would have snapped up in the summer. You're right with uh, that one oh, sorry, as well, before he we went you? to Burnley. What, Veghorst? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Yeah. How much is Big he going old lump. to Man United for? Uh, three million, because they're getting him on loan from Burnley. 
Oh, I thought because Burnley had loaned yeah. him out to a Turkish Burnley, side or something, they? Burnley have loaned him out to Besiktas. Besiktas yeah. has said, yeah, we wanted to get rid of one of our loan players. We weren't talking about that one. We were talking <laughs> about Deli Alley. <laughs> My God. Uh, what a career. Yeah. I know, right? Um, and who else? Um, yeah, I just don't think January is the right time to be going after a striker. Uh, let's put it this way. We went after a striker last year. January and tried to get um, Vahilovic. Yeah, that didn't work. But if you told me you could have got Vahilovic in the summer and you wouldn't have got a strike, uh, sorry, Vahilovic in January and we wouldn't have got Gabriel Jesus in the summer, I'd have said, wait for Jesus. Wait well, for the summer. Think about if we get a striker now, then mm. when Eddie and uh, Jesus are both fully fit. What we're going to have a player that is going to be unhappy because he's not going to play. Yeah, I'm not exactly. talking going out spending 70, 80 million on but I'm sorry, Is there not like a 31, 30 year, two year old who has Premier League experience playing yeah, somewhere in Europe <laughs> that would be happy to just come in for six months, either on loan? That just, is always got to be someone. That's that, uh, that's just not the Arsenal way anymore, is it? We we tried that. We had a bad yeah, Not the Arsenal way is not winning the league since 2004. Maybe we should try it. Well, we tried that with getting in young players. Didn't work. We tried, well, young, unproven players. We then went and decided to buy mercenaries. Uh, so we got Kalasinic, Mustafi, Ozil, uh, Pepe. I could probably keep going through a lot of names of mercenaries we've got. And now we're show. buying proven young players look at the number of games that they've played when we've signed them Saliba when we signed him had only played one season we then sent him out alone to make sure he clocked up about 100 career appearances same for Ben White had over 100 career appearances Saka's got over 100 career appearances in him when we're now bringing in those players despite them being young they've got a lot of minutes under their belt they played football enough that they're not going to be liabilities Mudric and probably Vieira are the only two risks we're taking on young, young players. Same with Lukonga. Uh, and I just, they have all been of, we've got good depth in those positions already, so we can take a risk on that. We haven't been out and we haven't bought a centre-back who doesn't play, who hasn't played a lot of minutes. We haven't done that and put them straight into the first team. We've only risked in positions that we've got depth. Um, so we say about Lokonga when he came in we had Elneny we had Jacker, and we had Partey because we were playing with that two in midfield now that we play with one it's slightly different and Xhaka's role's changed um, and I think we see that it's the wing is the place where we need to bring in that depth and I'd rather we bring in a young player and I think the Cronkies or Kessie will back us more for a young player on low wages high transfer fee compared to low transfer fee, high wage bill. Because you know what will happen. That player will want two years um, then we and we'll just have to extend. Them. Yeah, then we can't get rid of them. They'll just stink up the joint and we'll end up having to do that problem that Edu's been doing for years and going, no one wants any of our players. Get I'm just going to have to, yeah, I'm just going to have to terminate. <laughs> well, I see contract. what you mean, you know, because like in my yeah. ideal world, we'd have them mm. for like five months, then ship them out. Like, I mean, I yeah. remember United got, oh, what was it, Larson on loan from Barcelona one season, you know, yeah. to help them score. It's just, I mean, I heard they said that, um, Jesus, that is. yeah, they said Jesus is going to be back 
from what I heard, very early February. So if it's like a week into February, he's back on the bench. I'm like, all right, fair enough. Because even if we sign someone now, he's going to, you know, he's only going to play what three games. So yeah, it's not worth signing someone for three games. But if we get to end of March and he's still not around, and Eddie's gone on like a ten games, you know, run without scoring, we're basically blown a chance of winning the Premiership, haven't we? And plus, Eddie does look like he's a little bit fragile when it comes to um, his self-belief. This is the time when Eddie, like last season, he can make a name for himself, and he seems to be doing it four goals in five games, and that could could ruin him as, as a person. And we don't want to see that, yeah. do we? I want him to prove me wrong. I want him to prove yeah. everyone wrong. I want him to go on and score 10, 11 goals from now until the end of the season. I, I, I like to be proven wrong. That's the, And I want him to do well. It's just, you know... I know it's a bit mean, but, you know, he's got Henri's shirt number on his back. You know, that is the level you probably need to win the league. And I was a bit harsh comparing him to probably one of our best players ever. But even I mean, back, you know, even he, back then, we had Henri and Burkamp as backup. We had Will Tord and Carnu. Is he really as good as those two? But he doesn't need to be as well. If you look at, uh, look at our goal scoring charts, Danny could quickly get it to prove the numbers aren't off. The, are not making these up if you can get them to quickly. But Enketi is yeah. on seven goals this season, the same as Odegaard's on seven, Saka's on seven, and Martinelli's on seven. We don't yeah. need another striker to score goals. Um, I think Stan the manager's come in and said that was when we played two up front as well. I'd, if someone could do a quick Google, when was the last team to win the league that had four strikers in their squad? And I'll put Good it this God, way: it wasn't specific. it wasn't Liverpool or City. We've got four uh, players on seven goals. Yeah, Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli, and Eddie have got seven. Jesus yeah. has got five, and Jack has got four. Yeah, I mean, I'm oh, just no. looking. I mean, I'm hoping that I mean Smith Rowe, he's got goals in him. I'm hoping yeah. he he finds his scoring boots really quickly because we're going to need those goals. Martinelli's goals seem to have dried up a bit. But I'm hoping that's he's just going to play him through that bit of patchy form, and then they'll come back. It's just I, I don't like leaving it all on, you know, as up, up you know, as a striker as Eddie just to score the goals. I mean, well, I Jesus isn't exactly prolific either, is he? No, but he but brings a lot. More. He does, is, yeah, I know. But you know, I'm saying he brings others in. I don't think Eddie brings others in. You know, I mean, I mean, you got to say, if we started the season and we said. Eddie's going to be our number one for the whole season up front. Would you be happy? Oh, no, but he isn't. That's, know, but that's what I'm saying. But that's what yeah. we, you know, there's... Just because he's gonna, got the number 14 on his back doesn't mean that yeah, he's I know, our I'm striker. Not, we had Dale Walcott. You would want someone... I mean, I don't... The thing is, though, with City, I don't even know who their second choice to Haaland is. Um, it's Alvarez, because he's playing tonight. That's their second choice as a striker, or it's Foden as no striker at all. They won the league oh. last year without a striker, and they won well, the they league before they had a striker. And he's our striker. Uh, but Jesus played on the wing. Mm. He wasn't their striker. They didn't play centrally for them. Yeah. Um, and he barely got game time. As so well. would you That's say Haaland or Alvarez is the same drop-off as um, Jesus to Eddie? <laughs> Probably not. Alvarez has got a World Cup to his name now. Exactly. So. Even go. But 
it's not just about those players. The one thing that you've highlighted, though, is that the place where the goals have dried up is not striker. It's left wing. And we're after yeah. a left winger. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the thing that we've seen in the last couple of weeks since the World Cup. It's not necessarily that Marseille's goals have dried up. He just looks a bit jaded right now. And that could be solved by the fact that Reese Nelson's had his injury and we've not been able to rotate him out. He's just had to come straight in. So I think it's it's more about trying to find that balance and making sure what we bring in, I think right now, is making sure we've got cover to keep those four that are our top goal scorers fresh. Because those are the guys that bring the majority of our goals in. Um, I think Phil Mack has gone with Blackburn. I think tongue-in-cheek, the last one is probably... It's probably the Invincibles is the last team, I think, that had four strikers because I don't think Chelsea did when they won the league straight after. That looked 15 strikers. Well, that's the one that, well, it depends if you count Mutu, right? Uh, Mutu, Crespo, Shevchenko, what was it, Drogba. Uh, but they were never all there at the same time, were they? Chris Sutton. Yeah, yeah they had the, I think they had like eight strikers. Maybe. Only because I think about a season. I think the second Mourinho season is that when they started bringing in the squad rule, didn't you? Because they had like sixty players yeah. on the books. So probably, probably I know it's a different yeah. time. I'm just saying. I, but yeah, I think we, we're, we're hoping Smith Rowe scores goals and Martinelli mm. can start scoring again. And if we get this Modric over the line, he scores. Mm. I just I I'd hate it if that didn't happen. I'd, mm. I'd, I would you know that's just me. I would like to get a striker in just to help but if it's not possible then you know it's what it is i think that certainly a minutes. creator mm. yeah i agree yeah, i agree that made. we need something another creator that's the main thing mm. we need uh it's not necessarily scoring goals it's the problem it's creating the chances that's what we saw against newcastle scoring goals wasn't a problem we couldn't get the ball to our striker um we know eddie will score goals if you give him chances um it's yeah it, that's what we missed we missed somebody that could come on and was trusted. I think the thing is, they're trusted by Arteta. Um, he doesn't like to make subs, does he? Poor, poor Arteta when it's that a tough game. A, I don't know if he's doing that to make a statement. Like I said, why was mm. the point in bringing on fifteen-year-old Manueri, and then he's never been on the bench since? I don't think. What? Why? What? He's got was his GCSEs, isn't he? He's got his GCSEs to do. Yeah, but why do that? Um, and why? Why? Just how many times have we? Oh, I haven't looked, but that'd be interesting to see how many times this season out of the five subs you're allowed to use. How many is um, Arteta actually? Are we allowed five to use five? Now? Yeah, it's five subs. Regular. How, how many times has he ever used five? Uh, when we're struggling in a game, he very rarely makes a change. That's what is I have that right, noticed. Josh, it's a very Wenger thing to do. Is it? Is it or something I've completely made up? Is it? You can use five subs, but you can only still use them in blocks of three. Yes, up to three so substitutions. Right. Yes, so you'd have yeah. to use like one sub on their own if you wanted to use all of them, mm. a two and a two sort of thing. Or you could do a one-one so like three. With, yeah, it's like what we did with Xhaka. Yeah. Uh, Xhaka and Zinchenko come on, and then you just make the mm. iterative changes. It's a stupid rule. Uh, Danny, should we go to questions? Yeah, I think we've only got a couple. Um, Stan's giving you a, a bit of a stink face in uh, in there. He said, uh, Martin, his goal's drying up. It was a bit of a sweeping statement with no bias. My good, look, he's having a sweep. Basis. Sweep. Basis. But what did I say? Bias. Bias? No, yeah. basis. That's what he yeah, says. You barely know what that word is. I can't even uh, I don't know. I'm high on Pringles. I don't even know where I am. No, we've noticed. You've been crunching Can you qualify away. your it's... statement with it? Well... I think it was an statement, but was it? 
Yeah. Oh God, yeah. I'll leave that then. Don't want to get Nick <laughs> angry. He's already put um, um, Phil on a timeout. Yeah. Um, oh, right, I've got two questions. First, Josh, um, why hasn't Toss Toss? Why wasn't Trossard on anyone's radar before this season? Is it a case of, is it a case or a contract year to prove himself? Make of that what you will. Either uh, I'm not reading that properly, or it doesn't scan. I don't think it scans. But fuck for that why wasn't Trossard on anyone's radar? It's because uh, everyone thought he had six months left on his contract when he doesn't. He has eighteen months left. Um, the other thing is. Can I go back to if anyone remembers listening to the football ramble when it was good. Um, so it was just when there was the four of them, and Pete used to say about Musa Sissoko that he only turned up for Newcastle when they were on telly. He was shit every other time, uh, but when they were when Newcastle were on telly, Sissoko would turn up. Trossard's the same when he's against a team that allows Brighton to play. So. Look at who he scored his goals against. We're talking Spurs. Well, Spurs just shit. Um, but Liverpool's the player who got his hat trick. He was playing up against Alexander Arnold, and I think it was Joe Gomez at the back. Basically, if you give him time and space, he's going to score goals. He'll be a good player. Do you see him um, up against a defence that isn't going to let Brighton play? Uh, yeah, he's going to be quite rigid. They're not out to win the game necessarily. Struggles completely. And that's what Arsenal see week in, week out. Is We've seen it. We saw it against Newcastle. We see it every single week. We've got to break the other team down. Trossard isn't a winger that breaks teams down. He's the guy for Belgium that comes on when they're playing Andorra, when they're 5-0 up and he scores three other goals. Um, again, scored against Man U. It's, it's a team. The teams he scores against, the ones that give you space, the ones that are expected to beat Brighton. That's the teams he scores against, not the teams that uh, basically score against top six. Uh, but we'd see very different games of that, and I think we'd all be agreed that we'd rather see Martinelli play that place rather than a twenty-eight-year-old. Um, and not I think Arteta's way is it? No, it, it's not. And Trossard isn't a player that. Where he's getting linked to is the right level for him, as in a 10th place Chelsea or Spurs. Um, happily take the money from Spurs for him. Um, he hasn't looked bothered um, for Brighton for quite a while now. Um, and he just doesn't look... He, he's never been that player that we should really want, I think, at Arsenal. Um, it's too old. But yeah, there you go. Well, that's quite comprehensive, I suppose. Um, next mm -hmm. question is from uh, from for Nick from Phil, and it's going to be nice this time. Did you guys hear about the resurrection of the Super League? It's, I've heard that it's going to come back eventually. They're going to keep trying because it's all that lovely money. To, do you know anything, Nick? Are you in favour of it? Uh, kind of. Not how the, how they're doing it. Basically, this... When you look at the money the Champions League generates and compared to how much prize money they actually divvy out, they're ripping the piss. I mean, what were the, I think they said it last year, or was it season what it was like something like £3.6 billion profit they make, and they're divvying up about five, six hundred million in prize money. So they're saying, well, if there's that much money available, 
why is where's like the three billion to the three point six billion in prize? Where's that going? So they're seeing there's a lot more money available, and where's it's going? Probably you know in the organizers' back pockets and things like that. So this is just basically them threatening to quit unless they get a bit more money. Because when that kicked off a couple of was it last? I want that was the the summer when it really kicked off. They actually cancelled like twelve or, or the next day after they agreed to give all the clubs more prize money, what they agreed to. So it's basically they're threatening to quit if they don't get more money for the Champions League. And I remember the Monday they said, "Yep, we'll give you the extra money you want for prize money," and then they all pulled out. They don't actually want to do it; they're just using it, you know kind of like the train drivers trying to go on strike to get more money. It's just what they're doing, and they'll do it again. And to be honest, rightfully so. I mean, why do they need to make £3 billion a year profit from football? Where's that going? They're not going into grassroots, is it? Other just greedy bastards want to keep it all for themselves. Yeah. Um, Josh, you've got a couple of words on that because we've got three quick questions after. Um, I would want to make sure that we're in. I'd rather be in it than out of it. Um, but yeah, it sounds like it's more about, um, Barcelona needs to pull another lever and Juventus probably going bankrupt for their accounts, not being in order. Couchopoly version 3.0. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I see people playing FM on Twitch and then I see them in the Europa league and they're in a division with 36 teams. There's a league table of 36 teams. And I don't know how many you play away and how many you play at home, but the, the new format of the Champions League and Europa League and all the other ones looks an absolute fucking disaster. And it, they've made it worse to make more money. You should just go back to the home and away uh, knockout and with no seeded teams. That's the way football should be. Uh, question uh, for you, Josh, from Demsec. Why should we go for Declan Rice in the summer? Ooh. I'm not sure if we should. I hate him. I He's a confusing player for me. I don't think he's good enough to... Well, let's see this. Uh, depends on what we're doing with Thomas Party. That, I think, is the question. I think Declan Rice is a good player to be that kind of number six for us. Do I think he's good enough to do the Granite Xhaka role? I'm not convinced. And for the money that you'd need for Declan Rice, there's other options out there. That they're going to want at least job. 80 million, aren't they? They'll want at least 80 to 100 million. And if they want 80 to 100 million, the smartest thing to do is to turn up at Dortmund's door and say, hey, Jude, that's it. You're going what up there. If you're going bastard. to 80, exactly. If you go for 80 million, 100 million, stretch it to 120, you get Jude Bellingham. And that's the player you want to replace Xhaka. Um, and Xhaka, if he can go back to Germany to as part of the deal. Oh, I mean, the, the correct response is... Um, the correct response is that McAllister is the player we get. But um, yeah, I think Declan Rice is... Mo- yeah, it'd be interesting if we could get him. Um, but I still think he'll go for big money. Um, Probably Chelsea. Despite... Chelsea's the logical sense because that's where he was at before. Um, But he did say he wants to play Champions League football. Um, And and Chelsea are going nowhere but down. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, two quick one here. Um, from Jackasaurus TV on Twitch, a friend of ours. I follow him on Twitter. Very nice Irish bloke. Currently uh, buffing himself up for a, a summer of love. Always doing workouts and uh, posting his workouts on Twitter. He says, uh, should Lukonga be sold this season? I'm not sure he's capable of being a long-term replacement for party. So yes or no, Nick? From what we've seen, I, he's not even the same type of player as party, to be honest. I don't know if you can replace him as a like-for-like, like, but from the, what, 18 months he's been here? No, he's not good enough to replace party. Like If we said at the start of next season, we're going to sell party and he's going to take his squad number and start every game. No, he hasn't shown enough. Josh? Um, we could always send him to the Arsenal finishing school in Marseille for a season. Um, <laughs> I'm Yeah, I'm not sure about Sambi. I think it's more of a decision, not necessarily just on football. Um, it depends on what he's like behind the scenes as well. Um yeah, I think that's what I'd I'd go down to. I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't say sell purely on his football performances. I think there's still potentially a player in there, but tell but it's the things like attitude and other bits and pieces that would really define whether or not we um we sell. Uh another quick one from Jack Soros. And one fun one. Do you guys see Norway winning a major international competition in the next 10 years? Haaland and Erdegaard could be influential enough, Nick. No, doubt it. I mean, can you name any other players who play for him? Breda Hangeland? <laughs> um, yeah, I assume that wasn't to me because I could probably name two. <laughs> yeah. What do you um, think, Josh? No? Uh, no, I think it's... Well, I say no. Portugal won it with a pretty utilitarian side. I obviously go to Greece as well. Yeah, Greece for um, a few years. Well, probably 20 years. So 2004, yeah. 2004 when they hell. won that. Um, there's definitely... I could see them getting to a semi-final, let's put it that way. I Probably of the Euros rather than the World Cup. But yeah... Um, Norway definitely punch above their weight. Um, similar to Croatia. Although, yeah. No, I've got a separate rant on that. But we'll <laughs> hold that one back. The final question, I'll take this one, unless you two have something to say from our very own Stan, the man. Have you heard about doors being knocked on for those illegally stream football? Um, I have no idea what any of this means because I would never do it, but it's all bullshit. It's just it's just a media story to go, look look what we're doing. We're, mm. we're going and stopping people from doing it. They they don't know what anybody's fucking doing. Anyone of you two got anything to say on that? Uh, I would say I'd be surprised where they'd uh, know where to go because I'm pretty sure most people, if they do it, would do it via a VPN. NordVPN. Use the code word ABW and get 110% off. Try it. They pay you. Mm. Nick? They, they wouldn't like have a, a problem if the... they just didn't rip people off for TV subscriptions and expect you to have, what, Sky Sports, BT Sports, and what was yeah. it? There's Amazon. another one for Amazon. now. Yeah, there's just so many the people. Game, the yeah, and they're game. just ripping people off left and right. They're ripping people off to watch it at home. They're ripping people off for prices at the stadiums. 
and they're moaning why people are stealing that. And that's just tough shit. And the the ISPs, I mean, they started this a few years ago where they would actually send you emails or letters because they are monitoring you. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're still monitoring you somehow with a VPN, or at least they know you're using a VPN. And they, they started sending letters. I remember Virgin Media did it a while back, and they are like, oh, you're doing this, you're downloading this film, we're going to cut off your internet if you do that. And I phoned them up. I said, do it then. I won't fucking pay you. I'll go with someone else. And they went, well, that backfired. Because <laughs> I did. So, But, yeah, just stop ripping people off. People ain't got no money. Leave them alone. To be fair, Nick, we heard about what films you're trying to download, and you should have been, t- you should have been struck off. I wanted to watch Hancock starring Will Smith. There was a cock in it. (laughs) Oh, dear. Josh, save us. It's time to go home. Is it? Finally. Um, Two hours have passed. Um, Dear listener, if you're still with us, um, I can only apologise. There'll be a number at the end where you can phone for some form of therapy. Um, It's John's number. But, yeah. It's it's, um, certainly some kind of therapy. You're going to come around Uh, and shag your mother. That'll cheer you up. (laughs) um yeah he will bring a shovel if needed um right on to more sensible things uh i'd like to say thank you um to everybody who has listened through this i'm not going to necessarily thank all the guests um one of them has to be here the other one is nick um i always say thank you nick for being here um you didn't have to be here you really didn't um, I think we should actually applaud more people for leaving midway through a pod. Um, but I'm surprised you got here and like lasted. Oh, thanks. I, th- I think, I think thanks. Is that yeah. a compliment yeah. or an insult? Unravel that good. fucker. <laughs> yeah. A, it's mostly compliment. Um, oh, that cool. you, you stuck around for so long with this nonsense going on. And, um, DCI Sweetman, um, you've been promoted from a PI to a DCI. Oh. I think it's a promotion. I don't know. It's more letters anyway. Well, I'm trading in the Sharan. I'm getting a 308 GTB Ferrari, and I'm off to Hawaii. Yeah, he's, you've got a little light that you put on your shoulder when you're uh, on, when you're in your wheelchair. You just pop it yeah, on there, and that's when you know it. he's in a chase. Um, I would say if I'm going to go to fancy dress, I'll go as an ice cream van well, and hand out chalk ices. It's from my good bottom. option. Well, maybe not. Um, well, thanks for hosting, Josh. You did very good. You. Considering you've been on in six months eight months two years something like that it feels a while i feel like one of those people now that you know the the, i felt like i've moved into the new stage of a abw uh podcaster where i was on really regularly um pretty often and now i've moved into the kind of five twilight years the five collings uh kind of group jeff arsenal (laughs) um but without the prestige and um, yeah yeah all the uh, respect oh, all the respect yeah shredder uh jeff holland fund uh that kind yeah. of i feel like i'm in that elite group but just not the elite one from there the ones um, who have fucked off and left us in them with the likes of bloody carpenter and john to rely on turning up yeah, if it wasn't for uh, carl I, and Femi, we'd be knackered they don't want to talk sense I, anymore i was gonna say uh i did have a think before i came on that i think the only people i've met from abw don't podcast anymore other than Carl. So I am maybe the Black Widow of um, oh, no. of ABW. Don't meet me. Um, or it's more likely that Danny fell out with you. Another one got a baby. Um, another one's having a baby and one of them died. Um, that is some more. That's probably the other excuses for it. Anyway. I've fallen out with done. three of them. Yeah, and I've met most of them you've fallen no. out with. 
Well, at least oh, a third. Yes. Yeah. They only had nice things to say about you, Danny. I bet Don't he did. I've, still got, I've got PTSD <laughs> Welsh version. Oh, what? Uh, what? I saw something behind me. Hey, you, boy. <laughs> it's there, it's coming <laughs> out that red picture. eyes lighting up in my bedroom behind me. Yeah, it's like a T-1000. <laughs> <laughs> right um i was waiting for you to uh to, to turn off the uh turn off the podcast but you just kept us going now and uh, i don't know what else to say well pick an uh, outro but... Stephen dave or anfield 89 <sighs> i would like Stephen dave please okie dokie right you close the show and i'll press the button well um yeah i'd like to again i think i have to thank you to everybody we don't do shout outs anymore um i would say Thank you, Ellis, for all of your work. Um, I know you can't afford to strike, but we'll strike for you. I'll refuse to go to A&E. Uh, and Danny has promised to not mention his body problems for at least an hour and a half. True. Done. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog. Splendid business. He nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> So I was just eating a full quiche. Well, you don't often see them at it. So when you see them in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, microwaved immediately and get the brown sauce on them and bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt.